Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 288 of the Weird Science DC Comics podcast. I'm Jim, and I'll be joined by Eric in just a little bit. But first, let me tell you where you can find us all around. You can go over to Twitter at Weird Science DC. Go to our website, weirdsciencedccomics.com, and also go to our Patreon account at patreon.com slash weirdscience, where you can get a ton of exclusive shows as well as support us for all that we do here. One of the things we do each week is the Weird Science DC Comics Patreon-only spotlight, where the bad asses of the Get Fresh Crew pick two books that we talk about on a Thursday night, me and Eric, and we ended up this week being able to talk about Teen Titans number 41 and Suicide Squad number 5, a book that me and Eric really, really enjoyed, but... The people that make those choices, as I said, are the bad asses of the Get Fresh crew. You have stolen my dreams. I don't know why they've stolen your dreams, but that's fine, Greta. But this is the Badass Roll Call. Uh, uh, yeah. And we're going to start with Man Ship, T-Funk, Luke Hollywood, Optimus Prime, 99, Lone Wolf Marv, Lawrence Lee, Niels Teort. My man Rob Lewis, Dalton Edom, Christian Falls, Ken Halleck, Lady Abby, Nick Adams, Mark Jager, Josh Vermillion, Aldrin Stoja, Manga Mark, who is Batman Beyond Mark once again this week, as he'll be joining us for Batman Beyond, Eric G, David Fink, Brandy Murray, Bobby Bain, Brian King, Bill Bear, Thomas D. Felrath, Cam, Boris Polly, Tony Walton, Joey Bear Costco, Joseph Weichsick, Comic Boom Rocky, D-Man 3000, All New Dave Carlos, My Man Pete from NYC, Polly P. Down Under, Cellar Dweller, Luis, Ulysses Jones, Hakeem, Double A, Ron Simon, Swanee, Anthony G, Missy T, Ruben, and all-time Reggie. Reggie always will be mentioned. We miss him a lot. And that is the bad asses of the Get Fresh Crew. And if you want to be part of those bad asses or part of everybody on the Patreon, just go to patreon.com slash science. We appreciate everybody, everyone. We love each other. It's a place of peace and love. And I just kicked a spoon and it hurt my foot for some reason. I don't know why there's a spoon under my desk. But me and Eric are going to be going in here and talking about three new books that me and him will be doing, plus Flash, the Flash Rebirth, still catching up or finishing up that with the classics. Batman Beyond Mark will be joining us to do a review of Batman Beyond. And before we end up going into all of this here, I will tell you, that when we started the podcast last night doing the Justice League, during the whole review, I, I ended up having people coming in and out of the room. So I apologize as at points I end up seeming distracted. Also, I was very angry. I think I might have taken it out on the book a little, and Eric was getting me angered as well. But you'll see by the end. I end up changing my score. I, I end up realizing that maybe I went a little low. And uh, yeah, so I just wanted to mention that as you go, you, you can hear me get I get distracted very, very easily. So it, it's no surprise that if people keep opening up a door while you're recording and walking in and out of a room that normally people avoid like the plague, then there's some problems. But we're going to go off to that. And to all the books right about now. 
Ah, yes, we're going to hear Jim's and Eric's reviews as we jump into a bunch of books and Mark's, actually, uh, as we jump into a bunch of books tonight. We've got a lot of stuff going on tonight, boys and girls. Uh, Yes, and if you want to read the reviews of all of these books that we talk about, you can go over to our website, weirdsciencedccomics.com, and read them, if you can do that anymore, right? Isn't that what they call people? Muggles when they can't read no more? Look at the muggles, right? Oh, my. Look at them. But, yeah, a bunch of books are starting to come back next week we get a little more and then we'll get eventually back to all of the books though i don't know if you saw this this week eric that a bunch of books are starting to get canceled starting to become digital only there are a lot now I will say that maybe uh, can we hang our hat on the fact that most are things we have avoided all along? I mean, <laughs> Ruby, we saw I, the I writing on the wall way before that. Is that what that is? It's called Ruby. I'm like, it's R W B. I don't even know I what it is. I don't know. I'm telling you, I knew that when I saw that Genlock was oh, no. digital only, that that was going ru- <laughs> to ruin your Not day. Maybe I Rubies. Knew Who knew? I knew it. Hello. I knew it, Eric. I knew that that was going to be. You see, I, I edited that, Eric. It's it's a little more manageable now. <laughs> but we're here, and we have so a, a bunch. Of <laughs> we have a bunch of things going on. And in this first section, we actually have the Justice League and Aquaman. And usually Aquaman would not be in the first section. We've had a Welcome lot of this. Welcome to the top, <laughs> Welcome to the, to the to show the there, pal. Yeah. And so with it, though, it's because we will be continuing our Flash Rebirth talk. And it only made sense to put both Flash books a together. Shot of though, flash. When I read these, I actually started getting confused. Things were going around in my head, but I'm like, well, maybe we won't do that. You're talking that's about what we're the thing do. is, the Flash, the new issue this week, and when we're dealing with Flash Rebirth number five, they are so tied together. It seems like it seems perfect for them to go together. I, I think that the problem is, though, they're so tied together, yet the Joshua Williamson stuff is kind of just alluding to things, not really spelling stuff out. Just and then like when the I Jeff get Johns to, parts. When I get to the Jeff Johns, though, at least that's when it's first coming out there you know you have a and chance never did with anything that. with it now we have no, joshua williamson pick no. up the well, ball we had a flashpoint you didn't have to do anything with it you had a flashpoint everything started new again but we are going to start with what we're starting with justice league number 45 written by robert venditti or just diddy with art by eddie barrows ebra ferreira robbie fajardo jr and tom napolitano are we still rocking? Are we still grooving? Yeah. It turns out that Jim Corrigan has been quit being the Spectre by having himself locked up in Tartarus. Too bad the presence isn't too keen on this decision and is using the Just League to see the consequences of Corrigan's actions. The Spectre needs to seek out divine vengeance, and if it can't do it, the world... I'm sorry. If it can't do it on the Wicked, the power will it's consume... It's throwing you off, isn't it? Oh! And now it's up to the Just League to breach Tartarus and get Jim Corrigan back in action. No, reading's hard. I told you this. Yeah, Too bad. They have Muggle. to go through Themyscira to get there, and if you don't recall them 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 amazonians aren't too happy with men invading their island home yeah they're not and that was a little all about the benjamins behind you eric and the thing is uh you start off with the he woman's man haters club right uh uh and i had a little bit of a deal i asked you before we started recording when do you think this before is and I, I'm doing air quotes here because 
we've had a lot of stories where you would have a scene like this. It, it reminds me a little of the circle, even the stuff where you'll have in the past where something major happens and you have Hippolyta and the Amazons, they have to lock something away. They have to do this. And the, the fact that we had led to a lot of things, oh, these monsters are mad and all this stuff going on makes me think that this would feel like longer ago in the past, but Tying it into well, being just because the it's and Jim and Amazons and they're on a paradise island where nothing really becomes futuristic. I'm like, that's why you have that feeling of like it being old. Look, we could have it be a week ago, a month ago, or we could even say after the last time he showed up in Detective Comics, he head on over to Themyscira. We had that bit before in the Gotham by Midnight, I guess it was. Was that yeah, when he I, ended up that, changing? That was a weird change of thing about how he's not the presence and anything. Yeah. Why it bothers me a little is just that it seems to be playing it off as this huge epic thing, but it seems to be a problem for about a month, maybe. It doesn't seem to be lasting that long, and this is him surfacing. I just don't really care for this issue much, and I think that it is just that you have the specter there as the big wow moment. And then the next one, just everybody bitching and moaning at each other without anything happening besides that, except, oh, man, Jim Corrigan's not there. He seems to have locked himself in, allow himself in Themyscira well, because he wants to quit. Well, that's the weird part about this whole thing for what we're dealing with. You know, going in, we have giant mythological beasts raging against the Just League, them trying to figure out what's going on. Then all of a sudden, them having problems with each other to see the specter larger than life over there talking about vengeance is thine and whatnot for the whole story to come across here where the actual thing that we're dealing with is just we got to get jim corrigan out of tartarus because god is pissed off yeah that's what it is and it just seems less to me the the whole thing really this is this is where god was in the teen titans when he wasn't on the throne he was just hanging around talking about how pissed off he was Jim Corrigan he's running around like he's forrest gump or something he's off them mascara tartarus all this stuff but what i'm saying is you have those mythological monsters and the big idea of them being well they were already mad I don't think they needed the specter to remind them of that when they end up fighting. Yes, it might have been that they got a little more pissed off and came to the surface, but they end up going and fighting everything. Now you just have the Justice League who are only mad at each other. And they're just going to go back and forth. And some of the things didn't play off as well for me between all of the characters. And by the end, it just was a one trick pony deal going on and on. I actually got bored. I got bored of all this going on. And it also goes the idea. I really don't care about the specter. I know you're more of a fan. I really don't care. So the big wow moment is lost on me. It's like one of the most powerful beings in the DC universe. I mean, I have to care about him. I don't like the character. I really don't care for for him and the idea that this big thing is oh we got to save Jim Corrigan which basically saved Jim Corrigan and the Spectre. Jim Corrigan. We have to take him against his will. Yeah, you're not make saving him. him to do stuff. Yeah, That's exactly. the thing that I don't like and we'll see if it plays out. They they have to pretty much the needs of the many, damn Jim, him again. The needs of the one. Well tell Batman that when he doesn't kill people. It's good because you're just going to have to go and get Jim Corrigan which I just thought of in my mind as people go through this like what's Constantine doing with that green jacket down there because he looks just like him but yeah, I think that the oh, whole deal. Yeah, it looks like him too. But yeah, I I don't really know what else to talk about in this. I, I, and it's just them fighting each other. Hey, you, you think that I'm not ruling Atlantis? No, you don't like commitment. All right, let's move over to Flash and John. No, oh, you just run your mouth. Thing. 
we're seeing what happens when the Spectre isn't bound by a soul and going wild. You know, pretty much the president at this point is just trying to prove a point to the Just League of why they have to get involved because this shit's going to keep running wild, you know, further than Antarctica at this point. And even the smallest of grievances, like something in your mind where, you know, I, uh, I might have pulled your pants down 10 years ago and it's been sitting in the back of your head. You don't even think about it. And all of a sudden, because the specters out losing control, you want to kill me because of the smallest slight that you can think of. Yeah. But, and God is having this, this is God trying to prove a point to people that really don't need to prove a point that you could have just gone and said, Hey, we got some problems here. I mean, God could have went down the bat. Hey, we got to, but instead you go through one and a half issues or at least an issue and a cliffhanger in this of, I hate you. I hate you. I hate you just to get to the point. Oh my, I think God wants us to go and get Jim Corrigan to put him back in the specter. Yes, that's what I want. And then you just move on then to what we're going to get in the next issue, which you would assume they're going to have to convince Jim Corrigan to go back with the specter and first I we just, have to get there through all the hordes of tartarus monsters yeah so yeah but again I, i'm really not that interested in that because we already even actually that's not even true what you have to do is get through the amazons now who are there guarding it off so we have that whole deal it's such a weird idea though having jim corgan he had, had come to themiscara the amazons are like a oh, man let's punish him oh he wants to go on tartarus okay we're gonna throw him in the gates of tartarus they usually just don't go willingly like this we're gonna throw a giant like boulder down from i don't know why we need the giant boulder down in front of him since it is a giant gate head that has locked away all the big beasties that yeah. they've ever put there i'm like so why do we need to do it? like you know who he actually is like outside of the greek myths gods and like you know the capital g god who empowers him it's a weird thing where we have jim corrigan in tartarus but we have all these monsters looking down on him when the presence talks like jim corrigan you thought you could hide from me i'm like what are we doing in Tartarus? Like Jim Corrigan just kind of hanging out, hands in his pockets, just talking about like, what are these monsters doing? I just need to know the rules of like, can he get torn apart in here by all these monsters? Like what do they, or do they feel the presence around him and they don't strike? It's a weird situation where it seems like really cool stuff in my mind. I just need to know more about it, but we have the justice league. We have them go and take Wonder Woman's lasso of truth in order to like, you know, let's put this around the specter. Let's ho all hold on so we can try to get our bearings. You know what? This is not working. We know the truth that like that is ourselves, but we are still so angry when God gives them the whole idea of what is going on and what they have to do. But are we on a time clock? Like a time clock. Are we on the clock now? Because now we have to go to Themyscira to get to Tartarus. Are we still going to be angry this entire time? Or are we down? Do we have a reprieve where it's like, okay, we have a mission to do. God's not going to let us be angry at each other. Or are we going to split? Like, you know, well, it's all weird sudden, because they do say, and kill no, each other. I think that they, they kind of spell it out when you're going and like, hey, I got the last word truth. Oh my, I still feel that deep down within. Oh, they must be real anger that we have. But, and I think that they've been able to push it down without really spelling it out very much. And I, I don't know, maybe I want it more to see the whole world starting to have grudges like yeah and well, maybe we are just centered on like antarctica at this point in time we have not spread out like we have a gigantic you know specter just hanging out there who's all in power no. like, all encompassing at this point but maybe if he just keeps growing with the power but that's not what being i wanted to know he overcomes the earth at that point you know, and just keeps getting more and what more. i wanted to see though i wanted to see the stakes you're saying you you know the timeline you wanted to see and you do see some things going around him when he's like god has chosen you to understand justly but this is more of them seeing things uh, that went before or whatever but i needed to well, see more stakes gonna happen yeah but we don't know this is what I, I had a problem with a lot of the things with the specter it's just there because 
It's huge. The specter. Oh, my God. The, the capital G God. He has to get this. And there's Jim Corrigan. But for people who really aren't as knowledgeable or into the specter, it just seems like he's a guy who goes around. He's the God of bickering. He goes and they're going to have a problem with each other. But what are the stakes then? What you know? Let me know that if this doesn't get fixed right away, the whole world's going to be at each other's throats and kill each other. Or God well, is going to end see, up not being you know, able to do anything. There will be consequences. Consequences at that one point where you do see giant nuclear destruction, alien invaders, it looks like at one point, and just death all around. Yeah, it just seems like that's just too vague, though, when I'm looking at it to know is that what would happen? Is that something I just don't know how the alien with? invaders play in. Yeah, I don't, I don't know either. Uh, at this, so like all of a sudden, like, man, I'm pissed off there's alien invaders. Let's get them. Like, if, if we have the entire planet Earth pissed off and like aliens start coming to invade, and I think, you know, we may, might be able to fight all of them people off. And, and really, yeah. And the Justice League, though, they're trying to fight it at points. They even pull out. Oh, man, why am I so mad? I know why. The Spectre is right. And they start fighting. And it just didn't hit with me. It didn't hit as anything that big with this little bickering than to go down to Tartars, to go get Jim Corrigan, who is set up that he went to hide there, I guess to hide there to retire, because that's the place that he thinks that would be away from God. God well, couldn't go get away him. at this point. Well, he it can't seems go and, like know, he went the there, though. Well, no, that, yeah, that's what I'm saying, though. I think Jim Corrigan, the way it's spelled out at the beginning, why would he come here when he knew that we would do? He volunteered. He came there because that he knew where he'd be trapped, where he'd be away oh, yeah. from everyone who would make him work. He's basically somebody who doesn't like to work. He's there. He's going to be quarantined in there in Tartarus and nobody can touch him and he can go his way. And I'd say he's more somebody who just doesn't want to kill anymore. You well, know, he still seems like he doesn't want to work. He wants to retire. He said 10 more days to retirement, and then he decided it was that like if day, he and he went. out of Precinct 13 and G- the GCPD and not have to deal with monsters and murder and mayhem, I think he'd do be doing that. all right. He can't do that, so he's retiring. But I just get the idea that he is going to begrudgingly go back to it knowing he'll do the right thing of the one to the many. He'll say, you know what, I hate doing this. But I see the consequences. I'll go back and then we'll just oh, reset. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what we is, ever do. With, exactly. That is the one thing that we always do. But the whole thing, it's not about where we go. It's the journey, Jim. Because but we it's know never that good. Jim Corrigan I'm waiting for this journey to start. When are you going to tell me this journey? I think you pulled the blinds down. I don't even see the road. We end up with these things. We've yeah, had this since this point. Robert Venditti's getting praised for this book. It does nothing. It, it just ends up meandering around. So we get, yeah. But what are the things that we had? We end up having a the big deal with the eradicator how did that end it, it just ended in a bit it, of a flop okay, in my mind back in the green lantern book the how join the green lantern Corps that i see everybody we talked about it people oh my god it's such a great run it's always big ideas that that flop we all excited because that red you know the yellow lanterns and the green lanterns joining together that worked out great, right? Nobody can even tell me how that ended because it didn't. They just went they off got on their sort way. Of not to as a yellow lantern yeah. again in that whole thing. Whether we know that is even going to go on from now or not. And it's just them just out in space. Nothing ever ends. It always just resets to nothing. And then makes you think, why did I even bother with this? I just, I'm getting sick of these non stories. This feels like a digital only book of that nonsense that I'm trying to review on the deal because I read this issue and I get done in three minutes and sit there saying, all they did was yell and scream at each other just to get to the end okay now we're going to do something it, it never does anything per issue and then oh, we'll see next issue 
if I'm wrong, I'll tell you I'm wrong. But this just it seems to be leading to, okay, we're just going to have these wow moments with nothing. And I, I really do think that Venditti is like other people that we talk about is the idea that he ends up having ideas and then tries to make a story around it. Oh my, can you imagine the specter and Jim Corrigan being separated? Well, I'm writing the justice league. Now let me try to figure this out. Okay. I'll do this, but it never feels big. This should be the biggest story we've read in a long time. You said well, the specter is huge. I think if huge. we knew that this wasn't in my mind as I've just taken and untaken it, the tales of the Justice League as we wait for Death Metal come in, I think if we actually knew that this was an ongoing that didn't just, you know, isn't a placeholder until that happens. that's not his – you should be writing it so that it doesn't matter. It should feel big anyway. But it never does. It, it just always seems like it's just running through the motions to get to the end. And then it just always resets. This feels like it's going to be the same thing. My main issue, though, I love the art. I think the art's great. My main issue, though, is it, it's what, 22 pages, 21 pages? It's 17 of them are then just yelling at each other. And it gets boring to me. I, I see it. I understand what's going on. Give me more about why Jim Corrigan went to Tartars. Give me a time frame of when they have to do what they have to do. Yeah, you have the one page where, oh, my God, it might be nuclear war. But I'd rather see people already being, you know, in, not infected, but affected by this. In the end, it just I, I was bored. But I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I see the reviews. They're not exactly great. They're middle of the road. But no, that's the thing is, I'm telling you, this is like we talked about the last time we talked about Diddy's Justice League in number 44, where he has a formula that he uses. You can see that formula in here where you just have like, okay, we have to have the Justice League fight each other with the smallest of grievances they have coming forward. And while that is a little lame at times, the idea is like, you don't want me to lead. I'm a Green Lantern. I'm like, yes, John Stewart, I know you're pissed off about that. But it's cool to see the Green Lantern take on the Flash. This whole thing, even if it is you know, 11 pages or something like that for what it like. It goes on a little bit more just to get to the idea of this could happen around the world. You see the consequences when the the strongest people in the universe at this point have to fight each other because of the, what's going on. The rest of the world are going to tear each other apart. But I'm telling you, I had fun with this whole thing. I look forward to this whole deal, especially with the Justice League going to Tartarus and what they might like go through there. Not to mention, if it does, you talk about consequences – how are the Themyscarans going to deal, the Amazons, going to deal with Wonder Woman bringing all of these men to, you know, to Paradise Island? Are they going to treat her the same because she let them through the portal? Yeah, I bet you they will. And you'll end up where they're going to be pissed off for a little. And then at the end, they're going to realize, oh, it was just the grudges we had from the Spectre. We're fine. We're good with you, Wonder Woman. We realized that you had to do that. And all, I just I don't know. I don't think that there's going to be consequences with a Wonder Woman in this book with Themyscira that will be in anything else but this little story to go on. We'll see. Uh, but, yeah, you end up having stuff like Barry's mad because you all make me run. All right. Then that's crazy because you, you, you usually are the one who says that you'll do it, but that's fine. I mean, there you go. And this is one of those where, yeah, they're the smallest of grievances, but they do spell it out. I thought it was a little mistake to have it be. Hey, we'll do the the lesso. Oh, my God. These are real things we're thinking. And to have Batman so upset about Superman and the identity reveal, that should have more consequences down the road. I don't think it will. I, I think that it'll just be, again, something that was here, forgotten, will reset. Everything's fine. It just, I was bored. And that's that's my biggest thing. The art's really good. But what did you give it? It is really good. I ended up giving this a 7.5 out of 10. I'm going 4 out of 10. I didn't like it at all. I thought, again, it, the, the script was, I'm just going to have people bicker over and over again. It got old. But we'll move on to the next book. The next book is Aquaman. Aquaman, number 59, written by Kelly Sue DeConnick, art by Robson Roca, Daniel Enriquez, Ramal Fardo Jr., and Clay 
Mike and Cal's search for baby Andy is on, but instead of looking for actual clues, Aquaman goes off to point fingers and Aqualad gets his AI grandfather and then asks his father for help. I like the bits with Orm, though it kind of plays against itself by the end, and the Black Mana stuff felt a little forced and possibly to set up the upcoming two issues by Jordan Clark, who will be joining the book in August to write a, uh, a whole Aqualad Black Mana story that which I look forward to. I don't. I think that it's going to be one of these things again that's just going to be, hey, Dad, and they'll I get want together. more Jackson Hyde because we don't get a lot of him ever. Yeah, we'll see. But it's a guy who doesn't really write DC Comics coming on to write something that you've wanted for a long time. I just worry about it, that it's just going to be a surface level feel. But we'll, we'll certainly deal with that later. But baby, baby Andy's gone. And baby Andy. instead of them looking to, you know, the crime scene, maybe asking. They might have done all Maybe that asking some damn fish around where they are. I mean, Aquaman can kind of, you know, find things out. He just runs off half look, cocked. Look, he goes around and he gives them suggestions and yeah. stuff like How that. It's not like he has conversations this. anymore. Boop, 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 boop. And that was the suggestion of, did you see this? If you saw this, go and lead me to her. He just goes off to Dagon, which is the usual suspect deal. So. Of- half cocked yeah, he does go half so cocked just goes in where is she he starts flying Arm. you even have he's got Comes shorts like a tall with him with boy. Yeah, that's what it is Arm's like enough and he's gonna play off the idea of- just the idea this is up there. the gates of Dagon come open with Aquaman and a whole fucking pack of great white sharks uh, to the point where Ocean Master has no Sassy. idea he's just in a, sh- a shark's mouth at him. Ah! yeah yeah he just goes <laughs> I love it too it's like we don't use guns he ends up having the shark hit the guy the gun goes flying and then the shark eats the gun they will eat anything but still he comes in and and you have must i swear to god orm has somebody filming this because he is playing it off so much like he knows somebody's watching the whole idea you and i talking about the last aquaman where you know aquaman exactly went for ocean master and you and i are hoping like look ocean master he, he's he's the too much of a like a dupe here. It has to be too much of a red herring for him to actually be the guy. So when we go in here and see that you know Ocean Master is the victim of most likely, it seems like from all the attacks of Aquaman and his whole new city. But like for the turnaround where he actually is, and like you had so much great stuff going on from what you and I talked about for how strong this yes. issue opened up just to have this turnaround. Yeah, uh, Linnea, my Ocean Elemental, you got the baby right. I'm like, oh come on, I would have been right. I told you, I said, I hope that or at least my hopes i said i hope that orm's like my god whoever did this is gonna have to answer to Dagon and their king and he would be really mad because he does not have a grudge i don't know if you know this arthur i'm a father yeah, too and he wouldn't not have my yeah. blood but he's my boy but he wouldn't have a grudge against a newborn baby and the idea the orm you know i don't know if you know this he does love atlantis this is his thing yes he hates the idea of you know his half brother all this stuff but baby andy She's for everyone. She's Atlantis. And so he'd be pissed and say, okay, you know what? I hate your guts most of the time, brother. But the baby, that, that's gone overboard. You know, I that's guess. the deal. And I really I like wanted think- that. I like to think of Orm, especially how he's been re- like you know presented over the last couple of years and stuff like that. Ever since he became a lousy surface dweller for a little while, that he would like, be more of a like honorable kind of guy, you know. The whole thing, we started though, playing that, yeah. And I'm telling you, I like that aspect, but to a degree, what we deal with here, where he has to deal with Aquaman, <laughs> feeding him to the sharks for a little while, putting a trident up to his neck to use the suggestion about, you know, it's not me, brother dear, but. 
What about that Volko? You know, he has been manipulating you in the past, and he could be wanting to get with your your wife. I'm like, I do kind of like Ocean Master being this manipulator in the background as well. But this is what we always get. We always get what we said, the underwater Game of Thrones that's been going on since the New 52 even. And when we when we have this all this stuff going on, I just like the idea that Aquaman was in the wrong, and he really was just flipping out, and Orm was actually a decent guy who would care about baby Andy and he it's comes off thing. like that and <laughs> I, then I, I, I really wanted that I so wanted much it so bad. just because it actually is very similar to what we, what we were dealing with like you know until some weird stuff happened in the Batman Superman book where Superman and General Zod seem to be coming to an agreement like hey we're the last Kryptonians we shouldn't be fighting we can put, uh, put together a new Krypton house of Zod house of L we're all good and stuff like that I wanted that for Orm and Arthur to put all the differences aside. Yeah, you got your and baby terrible Andy city of Dagon over here. Perfect deal to do exactly. it. Exactly, it's perfect. But but we're not going to be kidding that because Orm's a piece of shit. Still, <laughs> he's just a piece of crap. Though we'll see. You still end up having a little bit where you think the ocean elemental Lernea is going to be the heart of everything. Like, you shouldn't be doing this, my liege. You're like you are right, Lernea. You have pierced my soul and my heart with your words. I think I at one love. point I said that it might have even been the gods or Kaylee or even whatever's going on. The idea, the idea though of we, we did this because we heard about something else and we were hiding her away. So she wouldn't be hurt. Here she is, you know, all that stuff. It, it still could be. But when Orm starts talking about, boy, Atlantis is going to be real mad about having a leader that really flies off the handle. I mean, that's terrible. Volko, he might be involved. He's just setting up the machinations of getting everybody out of the way so that he can Arthur. go. I don't know if you know this, but Volko, he's not only married to your wife, but him having control of your baby, the future queen of Atlantis, wouldn't that give him all power? It also is him setting up the fence. This is basically, he might as well have written out a a deal of that he called the police and say, I don't think that Arthur's a good father. That's all he's saying because he wants to get control of baby Andy. He says it. Whoever has baby Andy is this. Who I wonder what Atlantis is going to think about this father who's a layabout not watching the kid and letting him go. So it's just hidden so he can go and say that. That's the thing is, everything he said about Volko putting all the suspicion over there, it's exactly what he thinks as well. So it's like how he knows exactly how it's going to work. How do you know that Volko's not thinking that secretly I'm thinking this and it's going to work Arthur. It's 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 crazy. I do like when you have uh, the whole arm like, oh, get bandages for my brother and some for me. And Come I just... On, I'm telling you, how good is it when they're both after this big you know, whirlwind of a fight that Arthur and Orm are just laying exhausted and injured next to each other just talking it out. I'm like, it is this is such a good it scene. Is. I like this so much. Why does Orm have to take the heel turn? And Aquaman sees that, that Dolphin's involved. He's a little like, Dolphin, what are you doing here but when you end up better than ninth tried when you end up having him being treated with that bandage like it hurts as it goes on but just give it a minute it dissolves once the flesh below it heals i'm thinking i think that's a tracker or something i think they're doing nonsense are you a sea wizard yes he is an (laughs) undersea wizard but yeah when you end up having everybody talk and when you have Orm even going more and more, I, I told you I changed. My army is your army, buddy boy. Let's go. And he's like, I need to find my daughter. He's just going off to go half cock at Volko now. Time to kick Volko's just ass gonna go and kick ass. <laughs> and then he says, this is the best uh, Orm says, I hope he finds her and I hope she's well. But assuming he does. The Atlanteans might reconsider who cares for the heir of their throne. They might not want someone who is so easily provoked. 
I'm like, oh, here we go. We're going to just have a whole campaign of him. I should be the father. He's going to do all this stuff. But yeah, you end up having all that. And I did Ocean like Master. It. What are you talking about easily provoked? You did the throne of Atlantis. You took a war against all the surface. Changed. And you there. see all this going on. And then I'm like, that's pretty good. I mean, really, where Orm, he has changed, but still, he's still Orm. So he's still going to yeah. want his way. And this is him realizing, wait a minute, now that I've changed, I'm seeing things through a different lens here i got this, this dirty mutant city Look at i him. got a lot of wisdom behind me right now yeah maybe i am a better leader than and, my and before he i could go with the idea that he was so mad and and half cocked himself that he didn't realize how crazy aquaman was and now he sees it okay well let's go look at him with that crazy long hair and chest tattoos i can't trust that guy He's like, look at them god tattoos. How dare you? You go back then and you do see the gods and Kaylee goes to them because we have had a setup. A lot of the stuff had nice setup with the idea that the gods love Andy. Well, you have Kaylee going, hey, what's, what's up, gods? What are you doing? We're making soup. No, no, no. You got to do no, something no, no. about this. Get off your ass and stop making soup and find that kid. I love this line so much because we end up having this over and over and over where these old gods, sea gods are saying – well, we can't get involved. And and that did put them aside. And we thought maybe that was a way because they're too powerful. Everything would have just ended. So you have no, that. I didn't like that story aspect. Anyway, all right, let's, let's put them in the bed. I'm telling you, even when you have, you know, the year of the villain, they could have just come out and ended it. And the, you can't have that. So they do that. Kaylee's like, what's going on? Oh, you know, we can't interfere. And she says, bitches, you're always interfering. That's what you guys <laughs> do all the time. That's all you ever do. And it's usually for nonsense. It's usually you, you intervene for the stupidest stuff. Come on. And, and it, it's true. And it's something we talked about. So I really did like that. And, but we're having soup. And that's where you end up having Aqualad and his mom. They go into the kitchen. They, they're getting a little embarrassed. Let the, let the gods fight amongst themselves. Let's go yeah, in. I don't want to deal with the gods. And it's fight. like, hey, mom, you know, I, I don't even know what I'm feeling, mom. I'm scared. I'm powerless. I'm angry because baby Andy, I can't do anything to find her. Hey, you know why we're here? Lobster? No. So I could be near you because son i love you we need to keep together for arthur you're right i need to find my father that that that's the progression no 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 come on so so i could be near you my baby whatever we're feeling we need to keep it together for arthur i'm sorry you didn't get the daddy you deserved <laughs> what that? That to do with it it, it's out of nowhere. She, it's been weighing on her for a while. Whenever she's going to have her son in a deep embrace like this where they're actually talking, I'm just so sorry you didn't get the daddy. I, I, I sit there and think that she's like, okay, and he, you know why we're a man in Haslan Jackson? I am a black woman in Maine. Maine, do you know where? There's a yeah, billion Do you know Calm why down. I'm here? Lobster? Uh, so I could be near my baby boy. Whatever we're feeling, we need to keep it together for Arthur. Okay. Line? Okay. I'm sorry you didn't get... Sorry, you didn't get that. That doesn't make any sense. That's really the okay. Sorry, you didn't get the day. It just doesn't make sense. This is not anything that was set up. uh, Jackson's line to come right after. I wasn't even thinking about him. Yes, you (laughs) were. I'm sorry. I don't know what's wrong with him. That makes him Black Manta, but you deserved a better daddy. I'm sorry you didn't get the daddy you deserve. (laughs) I wasn't even thinking about him. Yes, you were, because we have a two-issue thing coming up with you and him, so you better start start thinking about your daddy. You better start thinking right now, (laughs) sucker. 
And so, yeah. And then you're just there. You're off. Now, if you you're ended right. up having my this, daddy, he had a giant mecca. That was my grandfather's an AI. <laughs> he better go find it. Because you know what? That, that, what is going on? He had a lot of sensors going on in that mecca from yes, the underwater. If Andy went underwater, maybe he could tell us where she is. Time to go get my granddaddy AI. I love that too. It's like I'm sitting here and, and this would have been the ideal where I go and my dad was dying or in a coma, pretty much dead. And my mom, you have to come talk to your dad so he can say goodbye. I go and listen, I know you didn't have a great daddy. I'll be back. I got to go find my grandfather robot and go off. It doesn't even progress to that because it's not like he's finding him then to find Black Mana. He has to find Black Mana because the robot doesn't have the part that they need. So this whole progression is so There is, is a so line forced. of progression to a degree, though, for the idea where I'm sorry you didn't get the daddy you deserved. He was raised to be a better man thinking about the man who raised him like, yes, my grandfather was a better man than my father was. Let's go see if we can talk to him through that AI monstrosity that Lex Luthor made. He's not going to talk to him. That That's not a, hey, man, if, if Black Man or your daddy was better, he would help you find the baby. But since he isn't, uh, I don't, don't know. Don't let Black Man buy no that baby. Pro, there's no progression. And this, this whole mecha is under the sea, under the sea, Eric. And he just grabs it, and it's fine. But it needs one part, amazingly, part to it. go to Black Man uh, that he must have taken. But yeah, you, you have- I, I just of this seems like I don't understand how the mecha's mechanics work or the where the AI is situated, but it seems like just one of the you know the red visors for the head of the mecha <laughs> is where all of the AI is controlled know. right there for what Jackson I, I, again. Up. If you had this whole deal of them listening to the gods, they go into make one of them more, robot scientists. I don't understand. Well, you go in to make more things, and you, you play at the idea that in certain continuities, Eric, that Black Mana has killed an Aqua baby, oh but you, you can't do baby. that. But you can go with the idea of hey do you think this could be my father did this could black mana have done this well i don't know because he was raised better than that but he is a little wacky now and then you end up you know his his father wouldn't and then you have that progression to go find the ai grandfather that then becomes almost a mentor to lead to figure out if black mana was involved this is it's a big thing to have a aqua baby missing and black mana you know showing showing up up. this is huge but the way it plays out you bury the lead by seemingly showing that orm is fully involved not black mana so that just allows the black mana even the whole idea where we have black mana show up to him because jackson high needs to find you know get to him have a part to try to use the ai to search for baby annie and stuff like that beyond all of that stuff like yes orm has used the ocean elemental to kidnap his niece but don't bring Black Man in because if he doesn't might even know the baby's born, anything about what's yeah, he's going on, go thing, he it. shows up. And, so you, you tell me that Aquaman's got a baby? <laughs> I'm kill he's that like, baby. hey, Dad, you know, I love you. Oh, I really well, want a well. relationship. And it, it kind of came into my mind after Aquaman and Mara had that baby. What'd you say about Back it up there? <laughs> hey, skip that crazy shit about you and the but daddy. No. I want to know about this baby. <laughs> and then, like I said, they, they bring like up the stuff. Said, I'm sorry because I deserved a better yes, daddy. Yes. <laughs> he brings it up. And I, I also like the idea because this is seemingly to set up these two issues that's coming yeah. up. So when you get the Mecca comes up uh, uh hello there jackson hey i need you to find a baby that's impossible all right what do I look all like right. okay. yes i could scan all the life forms underneath the ocean but i can't do, like you know figure out which ones individually to what and everything like that but you are going to need to go and get another part for me to do a little better job here because we are talking about some millennia so maybe i can pinpoint something but i do hope going forward where we do have this one piece of the aquaman i mean the black man of mecca where you know 
obviously Jackson cannot have a relationship with his father, but hopefully he can have one with the the AI grandfather that he never had. I'm like, this whole thing, I hope it sticks around I just hope that by the end, you end up having Black Man at least realize that Jackson, you know, he doesn't deserve a bad daddy. This is all from the love of the piece of the Mecca, which then sinks into the ocean and gives a thumbs up, Eric. That's all I need. Thumbs up. Everybody starts crying. All of a sudden, you just want this weird Aquaman ending where it's Yandu from Guardians 2 and T2 combined. It's all that. Mary Poppins, bitches. That's all I need. He might have been your father, Jackson, but he ain't your daddy or your granddaddy. That's me. That's me. Thumbs up. Here we go. And then they're like, listen, you don't have to go, grandfather. I can insert you in our microwave and you can start talking to us there. That's how things work. You're going to end up being a VCR. You fried my circuitry, Jackson. going to be no VCR for you. They don't even, they're not even relevant now. I know. That's, that's why, granddad, thank you. Nobody will suspect Yeah, that is true. But yeah, you you end up, and I I also sat there and I'm like, okay, this Mecca, it it crashed into the ocean when you did have, and they spell it out, Mara. That was one of the last things you did, blew up, went down. But nobody decided to kind of look at the wreckage or find anything out about that, including Black Manor, who probably was just like, eh, that that stupid thing. It didn't really help me. But he had to get away really quickly. What is he doing? right now but he looks like is he maybe cutting steak or something I mean, he just seems to be hanging around this whole time ready uh, with the, the blade at the ready just waiting for waiting for somebody to knock on the door that's all it seems i, I want to know what he has been doing what after all that nonsense but he's there he's been laying low in his sunken Tony, ship fortress that, that mecca grandfather better have a real chip on its shoulder about him you did not come and get me he's all pissed off i, I don't know what you're gonna have but it, it's okay the first half i love until you see that orm is completely so, lying I, i'm sorry i like a lot of it except for the whole thing like you said um, even the stuff with jackson i don't mind for the most part even but if it feels a bit forced at times, I'm like, okay, we have to get there somehow. You deserve a better daddy boy. But no, the whole thing, like, the, the, I'm telling you, it is a stab to the heart where Orm does this entire speech to Arthur talking about, I would never do that to you. I am a father to this whole thing. I'm like, you have made Ocean Master such a lovable character at this point that I can't wait to read more about him. By the way, did you steal the girl? But God damn it, <laughs> And you Orm. know what the thing is? You could say – that this was the plan. You make him a lovable guy and then you pull the rug out of, you know, under us. I don't, like I don't think it went on long enough. I, I think that no. it could have went a little. And when you see the elemental, when you see her go into what appears to be like an undersea you, portal type deal. I could really go for an Ocean Master single title, like a solo yeah, title. When you end up seeing baby Andy, she's all happy. So you get a good idea. Okay, she isn't being, you know, treated roughly or whatever. She is a very happy she girl. She sack. likes to run around, but she's happy. She's giggling. <laughs> she goes and then she goes into oh, what no. appears Brain to be damage. an underwater eh, portal of dark seas. I, I'm thinking that it's the dark water nonsense that we had before the New 52. <laughs> I know, I know. Strange, Strange water. water. You, dead you water? don't want what the dead it? water. That's what it was. That she's I, I in the don't. dead water now. She's gone. But she goes off. This, to me, is going to allow her to almost be in almost like the ocean. She's going to go play at her she's cave. The, I, th- I actually think it is the ocean version of of say the phantom zone i think that this is something where they go because all of a sudden you see it it's like darkness right out of there and it's go but while she's doing that you didn't have to quite show that orm's involved yet you could have just had that we see that baby like all Andy. Of a sudden we think that ocean elemental system we bad see guy that or know. What, who, who are they you know dealing with you could even have that off panel like you have done well something like oh my god i, I wonder who that is then you see 
freaking black men at the end now you think that oh my god there's going to be dead babies and you start getting worried but you, you bury the lead like i said with something that would be huge and i think that you end up showing orm it being the bad guy a little too soon I love the idea that he would And really too soon I don't want it ever I wanted him to not be involved With this so that we could see that In certain instances He does have You know the good of a baby it, it, More in his mind than just The nonsense of Black Atlantis And then you could have had at one point Possibly you know An Orm Aquaman team up which that would be awesome. That, that would be awesome it for them to awesome. fight I've for Andy for the back. Whole time. And then at the end, shake hands, high five, you know, we're still enemies, whatever. Uh, I always, you know, I always love you, buddy. And then they go off their own way. I love you, but I hate you. Go off the deal. And uh, I would have liked that more. I, I guess we, that's the thing is, it's a weird idea. It just came to me and we should have seen it coming actually, because the idea where he goes to Aaron, the woman he was staying with his would be bride before he had to get some, like, you know, pulled back into Atlantis business. But when he last saw her, he's like, look, one day I'm going to come back and I'm going to steal your kid because he's my son. So I'm like, shit, you know, we should have seen this coming because you pretty much spelled out he is a kidnapper when it comes down to and it. It makes me kind of sad that you say this now because not the <laughs> kidnapping part, but the idea that poor kid, he was going to be. Tommy. Tommy was going to be the next king of the freaks, Eric. He was going to be able to sit on Dagon's throne and rule no, over the muties. <laughs> to me, my muties. He would be able to do no, that. Now, that bad. the thing is, though, boom, that's shoved aside. Oh, what? I actually have blood relatives? Yeah, Tommy, out you go. This is what happened. I got a niece this that will be queen one day. This is what happened to you your daddy. He left, Eric, Aww. and then he was so good with that other family. Not you. He, they, they left him, him, though. They left him because they realized that, you know, a piece of crab's a piece of crab, however you weigh you. Pull it, but you weren't even allowed daddy. to go over there and stuff like that. He didn't fight for you. He went to Disney World, Jim. I wasn't allowed to go. He did not fight for you, Eric. Oh, my brothers and sisters went to Disney World. I didn't. Anger oh my god, Eric. I mean, what this is the best ever. You don't need to know that. That was waiting there for you, and I didn't even set you up. But yeah, this it ends up really poor Tommy is the guy who's being affected the most. You think that Jackson Hyde should be upset? No, Tommy. Tommy boy over there, he's not gonna rule the freaks. He was doing all his lines too. I'm a real boy. He was doing all that. Gooba gobble, what of us? I'm a man. He was yelling, and it's not gonna be. Plus, I don't know how he's going to breathe underwater for that long anyway but hey we'll, we'll, yeah, they we'll, got deal, with that. we'll deal with that later but yeah well now we'll just you might as well put a dagger right in my heart we're going to find out that black man was that kid's father too and then all hell breaks loose black man he's a sailor he gets around <laughs> he does he goes into every port of call and he's going to get himself some tang eric it's short leave baby but what would you give this heads and tails i would end up giving this because of how much i enjoyed a lot of it. the stuff that it's setting up i look forward to and upset i like the art a lot as well but a 7.5 out of 10 saying? the biggest problem for me like we talked about was some of the four stuff with jackson because of the two-part you know uh, story we have coming up and the idea that they have broken my heart for making orm a heel again i'm like oh but i'm telling you i am enjoying aquaman and i'm really happy that i'm enjoying aquaman because it's been a yeah, while i'm actually gonna go up from my score you kind of convinced me a little and plus we had some giggles right when, when you have some giggles <laughs> so it I'm, makes, me, make me, it makes me feel better uh i'm gonna go up to a seven now that we talked about it i, I still think that that whole 
Jackson Hyde Black Mana thing was forced. I think there was a very there's a lot of better ways to have it put Black Mana into a story that involves a missing Aqua baby. I mean, don't don't do you it. have the idea? Don't put, aqua, don't put Black Please, Mana in that baby. Why not at least play for a half an issue that you know Black Mana might have done what he did in past continuities? That is one of the biggest things that has ever happened in an Aquaman book. It's huge, and yet you didn't even play it makes me think that you know kelly sue DeConnick is not that aware how big that story might have been before as she's coming over to write this all that because having you know if i told you hey listen there's a story aquaman has a baby and, uh-huh. and at, the, at the end of this the one issue black man shows up and he's <gasps> you would think oh my god he did it again are they not gonna again? do that but you don't even get to play with that. Uh, seemingly. Maybe somehow it's going to tie Gina? in somehow. No, Andy. <laughs> and Andy's a girl. Oh, oh wow. This Andy. is weird. Uh, but yeah, uh, but I'll go seven Andy. because of the beginning. And I really did like that. I just, I wanted to team up and I wanted to have play around with this a little more. But we'll see. Maybe we will get what you want, the grandfather AI, because we were I yelling really about it, it since the whole deal started that we wanted that. So that what is Jackson his own series going on? Is that going to no. Oh, I, I oh, doubt it. Poor he, he should be in something, right? The, I'm actually just happy that he's being featured heavily in Aquaman yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, it's nice to see him. I just, it's almost like you know Donna Troy showing up in Wonder yeah. Woman. I'm like, I actually liked it. A lot of these people are like, you know, they don't have their own titles, but they are getting a lot now of Now that you elsewhere. say Donna Troy, it is actually uh, good, but also surprising to me that you did go with the, you know, with the infected Jackson Hyde would have been a pretty good infected deal, you know, making him be a bad yeah. guy with that but you never ended up doing that so you only had the offer with the black mantis and he didn't like that ai so he's probably pissed off again too mantelad yeah mantelad but <laughs> that's it then we're gonna go <laughs> off now to hear mark talk about this week's batman beyond sup weird science this is batman beyond mark and i'm here to bring you a new issue of batman beyond i for the first time in a few months and i'm i'm very excited for this And it is a fantastic issue to start with. So, let's jump right in. Batman Beyond, number 43, written by Dan Juergens, pencils by Sean Chen. Uh, The inkers, two of them this time, are Sean Parsons and Norm Ratman. Uh, For colorists, we have Chris Sotomayor, and the letterer is Travis Lanham. Now, as always, we're going to start with the covers. And uh, if I've been derelict in my duty doing these reviews, it's that I haven't always called out the cover artists, but I am going to be doing so this time. Because... Once again, both covers are stunning. The normal cover um, on it, it's Batman Beyond. It's like uh, in the grip of Goliath. And we see uh, and everything is red tinted. So the sky is red tinted. Um, obviously, there's blacks and whites are fine and highlights. But it's it's uh, Terry in the classic Batman Beyond suit kind of spiraling and fighting Goliath in the sky. And it looks great. Uh, and then Francis Manipool's variant cover. Oh, it's... <laughs> you can think of it like the the there's a cave kind of in the foreground it has it's like draws and inside we see can in a yellow tint we see the 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 cave and like the suit gallery and Bruce and Ace and the classic beyond bat computer and then we see Terry kind of in the foreground kind of like a pul- old pulp cover oh it looks it looks so good and i i i am all about it but let's jump right in um decades from now in the Himalayas so we are uh, we're at the location that has been in this series, Nana Parbat. Um, and we see that there's a man in green, or a man in a green cloak with a sword. Um, and he, he's wa- he's walking through the snow. And as he gets up to the buildings, 
uh, or like the the temple that's there. We hear people ch- inside uh, chanting Zaro, Zaro, Zaro. That's spelled Z E H dash R O. And he opens the door and he comes in. And we see he has a sword and has blood on it. Um, he he comes in and we see people chanting. And this guy takes off his hood and we see that he has white hair and very pale skin. And he's like, "The deed is done. Uh, at long last, our uh, our destiny is ours to define." And, and we see him and he's he's this pale man. He has these. I was going to say goggles, but they're not really attached. His eyes are just kind of, they, they look like kind of wide goggles, but there's there's no actual goggle on there. And he, he's dressed in a way with ornaments that very are very reminiscent, not the same, but reminiscent of stuff that Rachel Ghoul has worn in the past. Or that Damien, who was the, who, up until now, was the current uh, demon's head. He was, he was the current demon, head of the League of Assassins. Um, and people are chanting for this guy, Zaro, Zaro. And then we see the minions who, I'll admit, when I looked at them at first, I was like, are these the ones that we saw early in the story? At least the, like the uniforms, the masks? Uh, and they are, but it's not a fault of the art. It really isn't, but it's been bothering me what these guys looked at, like, look like for the last two days. And I realized they look like Scryer from, uh, the, the 90s, uh, Spider-Man clone saga. <laughs> and to be honest, not a thing I want to think about when I'm reading, you know, a comic book, because it's the Gone Saga from the 90s. No one wants to think about that. Um, but uh, th- this person that says, after years of uh, smothering rule, we are what we are. And the people are chanting, restored and thanks to Master uh, Zaro. And then this, this big muscle man covered in tattoos, he just hands kind of like a cloak to this Zaro. And he's like, uh, your cro- cloak is sullied. With Bloodmaster, please use mine. Um, and it, this is very fancy speech in the sense that this man's cloak is not, there's no blood on him. The only blood on him is the sword. I think it's supposed to mean, you know, if you wipe your, uh, your cloak will be sullied if you use it to wipe off, you know, no blood can be on you. Use mine instead. And he's like, oh, well, thank you, uh, Doru. Um, and he uses it to wipe off the blood on the sword specifically. He's like, the infidel who sought to command us is no more. The, insulting uh word um uh son of, of pretty much the son of the the demon is at last gone um and it's like okay that's a bit revisionist history we'll cover why that is in a second but then everybody cheers it's like zaro zaro and he just kind of like big sweeping motion with his arms and it's like uh from the uh, this moment on we will embrace the future and move forward uh and even more importantly for the first time in years the wishes of our true master the great Rachel ghoul uh, will be honored. And, um, this, this could be many things. This could be straight up retcons to, uh, you know, the Rise of the Demon story arc, which was the second story arc, uh, of this current run of Batman Beyond, um, also written by Dan Jurgens. Uh, that, that's definitely a possibility. Um, the other possibility is that this guy's eh, pontificating. He's, you know, he's, he's skewing things, but, uh, just to, just to understand what I mean. Uh, at the end of Batman Beyond, number eight of this run, we get confirmation, excuse me, uh, we get confirmation that Damien is the current racial ghoul. He is the current racial ghoul, and yeah, so it's not his mother Talia, who we have only seen in one flashback throughout this series, and and, and never again, they're saying, you know, son of the demon is, is gone? Well, he, he was the grandson, which means that Talia was the demon, which means that Damien gave up the demon? <laughs> Um, but specifically, like, uh, and, and then, you know, cause the wishes of, uh, the wishes of Rachel Ghoul, like, once again, th- this could be explained later, and this could be, you know, pontification, he's, he's skewing things, he's, to his way. But to, to give you a little excerpt from, uh, issue 10 of this run, um, uh, Rachel Ghoul focused on the future, uh, he asked, 
this is Damien talking, he asked me to join him uh, in order to secure the Earth. Um, stuff about how the, the Lazarus pit wasn't healing him anymore, uh, how the Brother Eye satellite, um, you know, uh, the artificial intelligent will uh, recognize uh, our, that we're imperfect, uh, Radicus saw, we must prepare. Um, and then it goes on, it's like, Grandfather allowed me to do what was necessary. I began the long, uh, slow process of converting the on- this enclave into a lot of things to reflect the world. Uh, we outfitted it with all- a bunch of tech that wouldn't be activated until he was dealt with. Um, we hid here waiting undetected, uh, undetected. Pretty much, he's, and then it goes into some more stuff. But basically, he, he was carrying out the will of Ratio. So, this could be a retcon, or this could be... You know, this guy not understanding. It could be many things, but I felt it was worthy of note and pointing it. Um, but then we get to the, the, the actual title page where we find out this, this storyline is called uh, The Eradication Agenda, and it's part one. And we see uh, Terry in the classic Beyond suit just flying through the air fighting uh, the Slamjackers who were introduced at the beginning of the, uh, the last story arc. And he says, you Slamjackers should have known better. This isn't, uh, and he's smiling the whole time. Um, and he's like, you should have known better. Uh, this isn't some stand-in you're dealing with. Uh, this is the real deal. The one, the only, the true, the authentic Batman is back! Or, the true and authentic Batman is back! And he's just, he's, you know, knocking through them. Um, and this is a, this is a good bit of continuity nod. Because, uh, we were introduced to Slam Jackers back in, uh, as I said, the, the beginning of, uh, the last story arc in issue 37. Um, so, you know, this is the first time Terry's run into him, as far as we know. So he's, he's announcing himself. Um, and he's just, he's just, you know, dodging their fire and just loop-de-loops and just having fun with us while still efficiently taking them out. And he's like, I mean, you, you realize what, what that means, right? And just the slave director's like, uh, we outnumber him, take him down! And then one of the other guys has been knocked out of the sky. He's like, after I activate my proposal, dude, is it okay? Like, he's snapping at the guy. And then, um, and all the while it's raining. And the rain looks really good here. Uh, the one thing I will say about the art in this book, um, and it's only in these fir- this first kind of confrontation, uh, there's just something with Terry's, like, smile. A little bit his eyes, but his, his smile. And, and it could just be, it could just be the inks. It could just be the, the uh, um, the, the colors. It, but it, it's definitely only in this first part. And it, it cl- it's a little too cartoony, which clashes with a lot of the style and a lot of the look of everything else, which is going for more of a pseudo-real, I mean, not photorealistic, but it's going for a more realistic style, whereas it just, there's a couple times where his smile is just very, very, like, unusual, and eyes are just unusually cartoony. But then when we get to the, the fight later in the book, um, it, it's all very consistent with the style. Um, it's not bad, it's just like, huh, that's, that's weird. Um, uh, but then he, you know, Terry just flies through a bunch of the gunfire, and he's like, uh, uh... Uh, me being back is certified. Uh, and he, he, then he uses his claws, and I love the fact that we're getting a bunch of the old, uh, basically combat methods that we haven't gotten in a while since we got the other suit. Yes, we used the claws very early on with the prototype suit, and then, we, then once it was modified, um, we, it stopped being there, and there was a lot of just the normal things that stopped being used that I missed. And they're back, and I love it. Um, so he slashes at another guy taking off a bunch of his armor. He's like, uh, uh, me be back is certified without a doubt, what 100%? Shway! Uh, Shway! And as he's saying Shaw, um, the two other, two of the other slamjackers are like, uh, I've seen enough. And the other one's like, retreat! And he's like, Shway! And he tosses the, the third guy into, into the other two. He's like, whoa, seems air traffic control, uh, is sleeping on the job. And I'm like, oh god, he's quippy, and I love this. Where's this been? I missed this. Um, and then he just goes up and he uses the suit's taser function, and he, he tases two of them, uh, through their armor, because they're, they're wearing armor. And he's like, uh, uh, but we have to be honest, right? 
there's nothing better than being able to fly. Um, and then and then the the two of them like it cuts out their 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 rocket packs and they start falling. He's like, and nothing worse than when you can't. Um, and he just immediately like he sees they start falling. He immediately dives after them. He's like, oh, that's uh the risk you run. Uh, that's a risk you run if you're out to jack data. Uh, from a flying disposal team. Now you must be really really thankful that old bats showed up to have uh showed up to save you from impending doom. What do you say? And then he he's grabbed both of them and he's just smiling and just kind of mocking them through this whole thing. And one of them like grumbling like thank you. Um, and he he leaves them kind of on a platform for the police to take care of. Uh, there, there's no way off of this. Like there's no climbing down. Their 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 jetpacks are fried. They're stuck there. Um, and he's like you're welcome. Remember, new members of my fan club uh get personalized autographs if you sign up by midnight. Ciao. And he flies off. And I'm like oh that was fun. I had fun. Oh I had fun with a Terry Batman. That is not something I can say. I've said a lot during this particular run, but it's happened. And then we cut to the park. Uh, not sure which park, but it's definitely a park in Yogotham. And it's, it's the same time, so it's still raining. And we have um, Dick Grayson, his, his daughter Elena Grayson, and Barbara Gordon talking in the park. Uh, Dick has an umbrella. Sometimes they're under the umbrella. People are under the umbrella with Dick. Sometimes they aren't. It's a lot of symbolism there. I think it's a pretty good scene. Um, so it, it starts with Dick saying, but I, uh, but I do not ever want to see you wearing that costume again, Elena. And Elena's like, blah, blah, blah. I've heard a thousand times, Dad. Um, and at this point, uh, Elena and Barbara are sitting in the, uh, on a bench in the rain, and Dick is kind of standing away from them uh, with the umbrella. And he's like, I realize I've said uh, said so before, but wearing a costume, acting the hero, guarantees that you'll never be happy or enjoy any sense of normalcy. And, and uh, Elena starts you know, speaking, he's like, I, I know, but... And then Dick just cuts her off. He's like, uh, no, you don't know. Uh, I do. It's a life of tragedy that uh, that I pray you'll avoid. And at this point, she's... she's. I love this, because the rain's coming down. He's under the umbrella, so he's a little bit drier. But she's soaking, and you can see the frustration on her face. And she's like, what about what I want? It's my life. And then she literally walks out of the panel. And I love this, because um, it really shows the separation. Um, she's walked out of the panel, and she's like, I've had enough. And she's walking out in the rain, just soaking wet. Um, at this point, Dick tries to take a step after. And he's like, Elena, and Barbara stops him and joins him under the umbrella. And she's like, it's time for you to let go. Uh, let your daughter be the woman she wants to be. Um, and, and I like this because he's because tr- this is symbolizing, I mean, besides the fact that it's what she's saying, her being under the umbrella because she understands where he's coming from and is trying to meet him on his terms and on his level. And, and I like this. He's like, I'll let your daughter be the woman she wants to be. And, and Dick is like, Barbara, I, I promised her mother that. And then at this point, Barbara takes a step out, out from under the umbrella back into the rain. She's she's still in frame. Uh, and it's interesting. These two frames are just... In, the, the, the frame around them is blue. Um, and and it's, it's those two trying to connect about this. But he, they're they're not connecting, but they're they're viewed as equals because of they're they're both in frame. At least it's how I see it, or at least it's what is trying to be portrayed, as opposed to like the outsider. These are two people who understand, um, though they disagree. And she's like, unfortunately, and talking about like uh, because Dick was like, uh, I promised her mother that, and Barbara was like, unfortunately, she isn't with us anymore. You need to support Elena and her choices. Um, and then Barbara goes after Elena. And is like it's just pouring rain on. And she's like, can we talk? And Elena just kind of brings up her and is like, not if you're um, here's a mouthpiece for him. Um, and Barbara just, you know, very friendly and caringly says, you know me better. And Elena, she's she's upset. She's irritated. She's like, fair enough. She turns around, arms crossed, kind of like a, not a disinterested, but like a already made up her mind judgment, like upset look on her face. Um, Barbara says, uh, I've always considered you the daughter I never had. And, and Elena's like, and I've always adored you. 
Uh, and then Barbara kind of reaches her hands out, trying to get equal ground, trying to connect again. They're them holding each other's hands, connecting. A lot of symbolism in these two pages, and I really love it. And she says, uh, Your father was raised by a man engulfed in tragedy. Bruce chained himself to a life devoted, uh, or devoid of peace and tranquility. Dick wants better for you. And then they kind of lean, they kind of like lean their foreheads into each other, um, truly connecting. And, uh, Elena's like, but what I want, and just Barbara cuts him, cuts her off. He's like, is to be Batwoman. Uh, it's who you are, hon. Flipping two pages because of Ad. It's me. Uh, and I, uh, and I promise to help you make that a reality. Little nitpick. Uh, Barbara Gordon's like narration word box with color and stuff like that. It's changed again. Now it's, uh, black with kind of like a, I don't know, like a, a teal, a, a heavy teal. No, that's really not me. A heavy turquoise. Um, Pant like color behind it, and I just wish we would be consistent. It's all I ask is a little bit of consistency. It's like, uh, and I promise to help you make that a reality. Uh, and then now we're flying through the city, uh, in Bruce Wayne's, in one of his cars. And he's like, uh, I don't get it, Mr. Wayne. Uh, why are we moving into the city? Uh, and Wayne responds, like, the Batcave was destroyed by blight. Um, and while it was not exactly destroyed by blight, and they were, they have a reference to last issue. Um, the back computer is definitely destroyed by blight. Uh, a lot, there was a lot of damage done by blight. I would not say the cave was destroyed. That might be a little bit of an exaggeration, but it definitely was not in the best of shape. So they've decided to move to the city. Okay. Um, and then they're about to fly into a building. Like, when I say fly into a building, I mean, like, crash into it. Um, uh, and Terry asks, what about my extracurricular activities? Uh, and Bruce responds, Batman's activities will be accounted for Terry. Uh, nullify screens up. Voice, uh, voice, uh, documentation Wayne. Entry code 1-10-99, or 99, so that's 1-10-99, or 99. So, uh, that, that's a little bit of a inside joke right there. Um, so January 10th of the year 1999 was when Batman Beyond, the first two episodes, Rebirth Part 1 and 2, uh, premiered at primetime. Uh, that was a Saturday, or Sunday. So it premiered at about 7, uh, p.m., uh, Eastern Standard? Or Eastern Standard Time? Something like that? Um, yeah, to the world. So, you know, a lot of times you'll see, like, the, the first date of, like, Bruce Wayne being used as a passcode, or, like, of, uh, Detective Comics 27 used as a passcode. Sometimes you'll see the one for, uh, where Rob was introduced. It's Batman Beyond, so those are the numbers he's using, and it's a nice little touch. Um, and they fly into this tunnel that, that, that just, they flew into this building and then just, like, into the side of a building, and then they were in a tunnel, and then, um, somebody asked screen, or nullifier screens, and Bruce, uh, says, uh, they project an image of false walls around, uh, the Wayne building, uh, so no one can see us come or go. And then they get out, and Terry's just like, whoa. And Matt's like, is this for real? And I'm like, I think Matt shrunk again. Uh, and Bruce is like, real is the only, uh, way I work. And then we get to see this cave, and it's possible that this particular cave, or this particular loft or whatever, has been used at some time, at some point. Possibly it's the one that, uh, Dick Grayson... Uh, used when she was Batman? I, I don't know off the top of my head. Um, and the little bit of research I did, I, I, I didn't find anything, but I, when I say a little bit of research, I mean one attempt at a Google search. Um, but uh, in it, we see a Harvey Dent for mayor poster. We see a giant mechanical penguin that has its guts, that has like a hole in its guts. We see an, a, old, a couple old Batmobiles. We see a bunch of very old co- or older costumes. Um, we see a new Bat computer. We see a bunch of stuff in it. Then we see, we can see the outside. It looks really cool. Uh, and Terry's like, I guess real means an urban bat cave. And Matt's like, this isn't a cave, bro. More like a suite. The bat suite. And I'm like, shut up, Matt. And so is, is, is Bruce. He's like, please, no. 
And, and Terry just kind of like, a, like an amused look on his face. He's like, is it is it really any worse than Batcave? And this is one of the Shway's office towers after, or and this is a one Shway office tower after all. And Matt's like, uh, one that's surrounded by other towers. Uh, you're sure no one's gonna see that coming and going? Um, and, and at this point, Bruce, he has a hover chair. Like, uh, he's just, okay. He's a hover chair now that he controls by remote. He's like, uh, I, and he, he just says, I own the immediate buildings, uh, that ring this one. They're outfitted with holographic, holographic projections that obscure what's happening here. And then he sits in his floating chair and he's like, uh, I will never, uh, it will never look like anything. Other than what I, uh, uh, other than what I want, uh, which is a completely normal office building. Uh, in addition, those windows are actually protective translucent energy seals. Uh, that will allow entry. And, and Matt's like, nice to have money. And Terry's like, buy the truckload. I'm like, okay, we get interesting banter, even if Matt's not as cool as he was at the beginning of this run. Uh, and Bruce continues, he's like, all for the greater good, of course. And then Matt just kind of like, finger guns, wink, kind of deals, like, uh, uh, we're with you on that one, Mr. Wayne. And then we get, uh, dee dee dee, like, uh, an alarm from the city. And, uh, Bruce pulls up a, a map of the city. He's like, speaking of which, there's like, trouble? Bruce responds, uh, uh, detected by my, uh, sensors on the Gotham government building. Slamjackers. We see four slamjackers, uh, just flying. And, and, and Matt's like, uh, the mean David thieves? And Bruce is like, uh, engage, uh, engaged in a constant effort to, uh, gather every bit of information possible. Uh, succeed, and you have the means to control the universe. I didn't realize Brainiac was involved, because that's his MO, but whatever. Um, and then we get a panel of Terry flying out, and I love this, because the wings are drawn in proportion, correctly, um, that makes me very happy, and then the boots, it, it, the boots have the two jets on them instead of the one, because, you know, like, that's how you'd actually need to do it, if you wanted proper control and stability, instead of just having one in the center. God, I hated that, uh, but I like this. And Terry's like, uh, he, I mean, he's already suited up in these couple seconds, and it's like, okay, we're we're good to go. And he's like, uh, I'm on it. Uh, I can pass through. Uh, I can pass uh, through without shredding myself on, on broken glass, right? And uh, Bruce is like, give it a try. And Terry flies through, and it's still pouring outside. He's like, outstanding. From here, uh, from out here, actually looks like a. Um, and Bruce is like, uh, uh, concentrate uh, or concrete, thanks to my projectors. Um, and then he starts fly. He starts flying to the location, and it is it is just a torrential downpour. And he's like, "Do you uh or uh do you even do anything that isn't swimming in sh- liquid shoyness?" And Bruce is like, "I certainly hope." Not. Um, at that point, uh, ter- it, you can see like it really coming down, and it is soaking Terry in the suit. And he's like, "Uh, hate this cold rain." Um, and, and and this is a dynamic I really like. I'm so happy we're back to it. Is you have Batman, and then you have his uh handler. Back at the the cave, whether it's it's the Bat Cave or the Bat Suite or whatever, you have his handler who's able to assist him in various ways, such as Bruce uh, radios through uh, to uh, at his response uh, or at his comment of uh, "hate this cold rain." He's like Bruce says, uh, increasing your suit's thermals and reducing uh, tactical sensors now. Um, and then Terry's like hard to see too. Uh, and he's like, uh, opti- and then he's like, optics calibrated for, uh, environmental conditions. And I like this. They're working as a team. You have the handler back at the base to make these adjustments that he needs so that he can concentrate on what he's doing. It works well. Uh, and then Terry's like, thanks. Uh, not the time for extra complications. Um, as he's, he, he arrives at the four slam jackers and he's, they're like, Batman, again, uh, uh, won't he ever go away? And so that I have to say, where have you been? Do you, do you not understand what a Batman is? Clearly not. Um, and then Terry engages in a fight, and he's throwing, uh, out, th- uh, several, uh, batarangs. And he's like, uh, and, and here I thought, uh, you loved me. 
at this point, Bruce radios in. It's like, uh, you pulled the razor blade batarangs by mistake, Terry. Uh, appropriate for use against uh, level 8 and above threats only. Um, and it's like, okay, so we're getting new types of terminology and stuff like that and, and new kind of conditions, but whatever. Um, and, and he, he, he throws them and a, they damage, like hitting the guns out of people's hands, destroying those guns, damaging their, their flight systems and stuff like that. Um, it, they're all very precise, uh, throws. Um, and then Terry's like, uh, after all I've been through, and he's, he's kind of like smirking as he's doing this and then going into battle and pretty much hitting all four of them at once, like taking them out very, very easily. He's like, uh, I'm going to go, uh, I'm going full max action to make sure that I'm not victimized again. And, uh, so we, we can, we can see the beginnings of like Terry's like, okay, yeah, no, like, no, no, there's no more half measures. Uh, I'm not going to kill people. And then he, he, um, he knees the guy in the face, destroying his, by the way, metal helmet. Um, and then Bruce is like, you aren't authorized to use this level of force on non-powered individuals. Dial it back. And Terry's like, authorized? Like, I got all the authorization uh, I need with my life uh, and identity. We're taken by false face. As he as he kicks another one of the guys, or another one of the slam jackers, who, who grabs it, uses an opportunity to grab his leg. Um, and then he fires off his, his boost, uh, he, like the jets on the bottom of his boot, to send the guy flying into the wall. And he's like, uh, it's time for all these dregs to learn that Batman, uh, is done mess, is done messing around. But he, he's not, I mean, he's grimacing a lot, a little bit at the end, but it's, it comes off as more as like, you know what? No more games. No, like, I'm, I'll, I'm taking this a thousand percent seriously. I'm not killing anybody. I'm, I'm taking them out as efficiently as possible. Um, and then, uh, Bruce Raiders over the sensors, like, uh, move Terry sensors. And then Terry gets grabbed by a big hand, and he surprised on his face is like, uh, show, show something big, uh, big is here. He's like, I noticed. And we see it's Goliath. It's, uh, the bat dragon, uh, pet of Damien Wayne. It's, it's Goliath. Okay. I'm glad somebody remembers you exist. Um, and the Goliath is like, and, and Bruce is like, Go-, he, he's patched into some cameras like, Goliath? Like, and Terry's like, yeah, Damien's dragon buddy. Like, why would he be here? And Matt's like, you guys know a dragon? Um, uh, and then it occurred to me that, yeah, no, he, he didn't know about Goliath, the stuff, Goliath stuff, when I went back and I read, um, uh, uh, The Rise of the Demon. Um, and then Bruce is like, uh, more importantly, where's Damien? Um, and Terry's like, uh, attack me and you better be ready to, so he, he basically, he, he got, you know, kind of tossed to the side and he's like, oh, attack me better. And then he immediately realizes, uh, something's wrong. As, as Goliath kind of like has a sad look on his face and he's trying to get his attention. Versus like, uh, easy Terry, I, I don't think this is an attack. There's like obvious as he's looking at this and he's like, I, I think he wants me to follow. Um, and then you know, he starts following and Bruce is like, any idea where? And Terry's like, uh, heading for an old warehouse. Uh, must be something inside. And, and then he, then he lands. He's like, you see surprise. And he's like, or someone, Damien. Is he even alive? And we see a, a, a injured, beaten up, unconscious Damien, uh, Damien being held by Goliath. Very much in a way that's like, can you help? And that's the end of this issue. This was a fantastic issue. I love this issue. It was it was a lot of fun. Um, uh, Eric gave this uh, an eight out of ten, which I which may very well be the highest score he's ever given a Batman Beyond, or at the very least, it's the highest score he's given a Batman Beyond in the last two years. Um, this was a fantastic issue. I think I like issue 37, the beginning of the last arc, a little bit better, but this is an incredibly solid start. I'm giving this an 8-5. This, this was an incredible, incredible first issue of an arc. Hopefully it's only going to be, it, it's only going to be uphill from here. It's, it's only going to get better and better. Uh, I know what art I've seen from the, the next couple issues, uh, the solicits 
and uh, and all that stuff is is very very promising. So hopefully that will continue. Um, anyways, uh, thank you everyone for for joining me. Um, uh, I will see everybody next month and back to the main podcast. to finish up the podcast with a section that I like to call Eric's section, what? right? It's called Eric's section, even though you're not doing any of the blurbs no. and it's all about Flash. Uh-huh. Jess told me you're the fastest man alive. Sassy. That's what she said. That's Eric. the weirdest part. Oh, I almost my. said that to, as a joke to the boss at work yesterday. And I thought really? to myself, it's a good thing I didn't because I don't know if he would get it. No, he wouldn't have gotten it. But hey, here we go. <laughs> hey, that's what Jess says. Ah, here we go with the Flash number 754, the current Flash book that will start this, written by Joshua Williamson, art by Rafa Sandoval, Jordi Tarragona, Ari Priano, High Five, Steve Wands, maybe Jess. I don't no, everybody's involved. Maybe everybody's involved. They're all happy. Joshua Williamson again uses recap and exposition to try to show paradox as a major villain. But overall, I still find him ill-defined. And will we ever get a flash story? From this whole run that isn't a combination of time travel, wonky speed force, or the threat of everybody Barry loves being a target. And that's kind of in general uh, nowadays anyway. Throw in the fact that this issue might have the biggest mistakes of any issue I've ever read. Ever. No, I'm sure there's been more. Not with the main characters and what the scene is supposed to do. Can't have anything worse than this. Yeah, we ended up having, remember before, with Barry actually having red hair. That's bad. But when you actually have a scene that we're going to talk about that is the big scene of this... and you switch the characters of Flash and Reverse Flash in multiple panels. I was thinking about the. I was thinking about this too when I was reading it because it is a problem. Because I'm like, why are the, uh, why is Barry saying this? Oh wait, they fucked up. But no, I, the whole thing is 
Do you think it's an art problem or a letterer problem? I because think I think that... it's an art problem that the letterer then had just to go with because it had no I don't other know. option. I, I don't think that because you have both the characters on the panel, so you just have to go. Now, maybe the bubbles wouldn't fit. I don't know. I don't know how it's spelled out, but you do have it. Then it reverts back. And what I was thinking, here's my crazy idea, and we'll get to it, but is that the time thing was wonking around and they were becoming each other. They, they oh were walking in each other's shoes. Well, how, how can you know? You've when gone too far. You've you made up, this meta. You end up having reverse flash say, I'll never kill anybody as he's convincing. But, uh, throw in the fact that, yeah, and I'm so done with Williamson and can't wait until he finishes up and we get can get something new. I, I'm sick of this paradox. This paradox deal, to me, just keeps being nothing extended you end it's up very underwhelming yeah, for it, what is. it is even when we start out with the problems that you have with just league where you wanted to see more of what's going on we have known at this whole point that reverse flash is the key to finding out how to defeat paradox because he once defeated paradox in the 25th century so when we go to the 25th century in our little like future recap to see what happened we see the aftermath and don't actually see nope, any of we the don't battle see any of it. Like, oh that's so underwhelming yes and then we even have things thrown in there of well you know i was kind of told that i should look into and stop reverse flash but yeah i'll do that later and hey i should probably tell him about what but i'll do that later even though he knows and you have some big things you have the idea that's setting up this issue and i will tell you right now I'm going to go against my score of the just I'm going up to a five, a regular five, because this one annoys me more. And yet in my mind, it's not as bad. I think I was just angry at you. But when we're going through this, I still was angry because you just didn't do anything. But this is more infuriating to me because this is supposed to be a big story. You even pointed out earlier, and I'll give you a little bit of credit, Eric. A little, a little teeny credit. Y'all feel me? Because that is kind of a, hey, let's fill in the blanks until we get to the big thing. This is the big run. I see people saying this flash. So the idea that you're going to hint at and, and give people a flash, reverse flash team up against your big bad but yet don't spell anything out. Don't take advantage of anything that you're doing here because, yeah, we want to see what Reverse Flash did. And, and even if that like, might I end up... I want to see what Paradox would have done when he came to the 25th century with his temporal powers. I use in quotations because it always seems to change that speed force, temporal, Paradox power. I don't know how exactly it works, but the idea that he came and then we had to have all the renegades together with Reverse Flash who at this point wanted to be the hero of the 25th century have to go against him like this is the battle i want to see yeah it only is to be all right I, I had remember that lightning rod thing that we saw in flash rebirth that i used to carry around a little bit really did nothing with that's, that's how i get. beat yeah. him like, you end up even seeing old commander cold you say everybody's there paradox and this is why i think that this would have been a really good issue if you did exactly what you said if you show this battle yes the the problem i think that you're getting here is joshua williamson doesn't think he needs to show this battle because by the end paradox ends up upping his ante he ends up powering up so whatever they did may not work anyway and we're gonna see it then even but i wanted to see it and so did I, because as soon as we, you know, get past the future recap to see what, you know, you know, Reverse Flash is the all-powerful freaking superhero of the 25th century. Once we get beyond that, all right, Barry, you and me, we're working together. Let's get on that cosmic treadmill. We have to go back to the 25th century because I have to get that lightning rod. Remember that thing I used to carry around? But the thing is, 
everything after that, where we go to the 25th century, like we were already here with Barry before he was kicked out because time got all screwed up. We can't go back to the 25th century because time is all wonky at this point. How do we go back and get this lightning rod if that's already the case? And with that, this is where I have, if you would have shown the battle, shown just how kick, I, we've never really seen how kick ass paradox is. We're, we're told a lot that he's going to ruin the time stream. We're told that he's great. We're told that only the reverse flash can beat him, but really all it is is lip service. I would have loved to have seen how reverse flash beat him, which then makes it different now because then when he ends up changing the fact that he creates his own bigger paradox powers up, then we're like, Oh no, now we're done. We've, we've been told all this time that it was reverse flash. Well, now we're going to, but without seeing that it just is weird. And when we were talking about weird progressions earlier in the Aquaman book where we had Jackson, like, Hey mom, what's yeah. going on? Hey, you want some dinner? Oh, my daddy. daddy like that. The, the weirdest progression is this is when they go back to the 25th century, you end up having reverse flash. Okay, so paradox, a paradox escaped Iron Heights, but I know what can stop them. The same thing I used last time, my lightning rod. You think I just carried this around for no reason, like a teaching stick or something? I went Barry well, to say, who the hell are you talking about? Like, the thing what? is, that is kind of like a like something that has bothered a lot of people because you did have it show up and you think it but is it's a big monumental thing. But it was for no reason. It was, I'm telling you, it was set up to be something at some point before Flashpoint happened, but we never got to that point. So it was just kind of there just to say having now, it like, there and him saying that seems so weird. You have to have Barry say something. My lightning rod, really? That's what that is, and then go with it. You know, oh, I thought that was a teaching stick. I, I don't even know what that means. Uh, but you end up having it's just out of nowhere to throw that in, and it just goes well with the nonsense that comes later when you get the switcheroos. But but really, all this issue is is well, even the whole thing of getting the lightning rod because now we have to have this ultimate weapon to take down Paradox, which he's just been carrying around almost like a teaching stick. But the whole thing it harnesses the speed force and focuses it into a destructive force. Okay. Now, are you harnessing the speed force or are you harnessing the negative speed force, which you created when you started using this whole thing? Because once we start talking about anything with the speed force, it's that it be, always becomes wonky. You do the time travel speed force. Whenever you talk about it, it never really jives together. And I just want there to be some kind of weird run of the Flash where we have the Flash run fast and he takes out villains. And we have more of a dedicated story to who Barry Allen is and his own personal thing instead of dealing with, all right, we got to change up the speed force and what it means and expand on the mythology. Because like, like every time somebody does that, I'm like I can't follow what yeah, you're saying it, it here. Gets, it doesn't work It together. gets wonky. It gets convoluted. One of my other things, though, in this is the continuing idea that Barry never really does a lot in his own book. I mean, we ended up having he's going to go on a force quest that pretty much Iris was doing more about. No, no, that was and then he ended up coming back saying, I couldn't figure it out. You end up where he has to defeat his biggest villain that we're told, this guy who is going to destroy the timeline, all that. Barry does nothing. He just follows now reverse flash around. He does go and get reverse flash to get the idea. He's the only one who was able to figure this out. He's the only one. And then you find out it's just the lightning rod. Somebody could have told him this before. He could have seen this on a video, but he ends up just being there going along with everything he's never doing. And then you end up where Hunter Zolomon showed me that Eobard didn't stop with just running my life, all that. 
I'll investigate that after we start. He's always just, I'm going to do that later. I can't figure this out. Hey, what do you, what do you know? I, I guess this is how it is. And you just never really get him doing anything, including where one of the big moments in this with, you know, reverse flash is the idea that Iris killed him in that future. Not even something he did, but he's got to keep that from him. And he really hasn't well, that's, done that's much. That's the weirdest idea that we get. Eobard thought at this point, who has not experienced everything that we've experienced during this entire rebirth run of DC Comics or even pre-Flashpoint and stuff like that. But once you start talking about pre-Flashpoint, what that means, we have a supposed Eobarthon who doesn't know anything over the past pretty much decade of stuff that we've dealt with in comics. But I'm thinking to myself when I was reading this, because when we started out in the New 52, we had a new reverse Flash, not the negative Speed Force, stuff like that. He was using different aspects of the Speed Force. He was like, you know, he went back in time well and actually had to catch up to where mm-hmm. Barry was by stealing other people's powers and stuff, if I'm remembering correctly. But his, once he was captured there and the, the negative Speed Force lightning struck, almost like a blue and uh, red Superman became Superman Reborn, where all of his, you know, realities merged yeah. together at that point to make the new one seemed like we had the same thing with reverse flash but if we're before that i'm like i don't know what it we're gets, dealing with because yeah, it can't be before flashpoint because that is a different timeline yeah. that he would not be a part of at this point and yes he was a part of it because he helped create it by you know getting barry to do it but he should know about it but it's only after that initial lightning bolt that merged his past and present together that should be that i'm telling you yeah you when he was in prison it and it did merge exactly. and it came about you, it, it is weird it though because of stupid speedster stuff i was yeah. thinking about it all oh, day it gets but it all really over the place me. it's it's hard to nail it down where you end up Joshua Williamson just says well I went back and this is before this before the button before because it, it's hard to say what's before anything because of him coming back in time that then should have went forward in time to do the whole thing oh, it gets wonky it really gets wonky I can go with it I, I actually but it didn't matter anyway because no. he looked into it already because and knew that's everything. The thing. It's, we're still dealing with the reverse flash before the fr- like you know the flashpoint where we had in the Jeff Johns like you know I think ten or twelve issue run right before flashpoint that led into that where we have an Eobard Thawne who has gone backwards and forwards in time and has you know changed his own history and knows everything. So no matter what, he knows everything that's going to happen to him at this point, no matter what point it is. And later on, or earlier actually in the podcast when I said that I was a little confused because I just sat there thinking, wait a minute, this reverse flash he. He kind of is out of time. Like th- this stuff should all be known, but he ends up even spelling it at the end. Oh, I looked into it already. It's not even like, oh, I, I know because this, that, and that. Oh, I, I checked the notes and things like that because Barry, oh, don't look at that. And, and he tries to get away, but he knows I, I don't this. want Eobard to know that Iris killed yeah, him. He, might he, pissed he doesn't off about want that to want get help. him pissed off and not want him to help, but they're still going to help. But really, it just leads to the only way. And this is where you end up, and I've talked about it before, where I think that when you're doing time, travel stories you have a real big problem if you jump through a lot of time during the stories if you're back and forth back and forth it gets convoluted like you said but also if you take too long and then just go with the idea well i figured out how we'll do this we'll we'll just go back and kill pet this is you're going to get in this perpetual loop of well then we'll go a little far It, it just ends up not meaning much where oh we'll just go back and kill paradox before he became paradox but then well, we'll do this a, that's and- a big problem where we have eobard who supposedly knows everything that's going to happen to him going forward so he should already know about the second battle barry already for you know releasing paradox by mistake because of the flash war it gets wonky, the idea though. that we need to have the, the you know the reverse flash's lightning rod to stop because that's what he did the last time and now we're going to go to the point 
argument before. Paradox became Paradox and kill him when he was a man. That'll stop him. But I'm like, we have spent so many pages in this issue alone showing Paradox going back and killing previous versions yeah. of, not previous, but earlier versions of Barry and his pr- present version is still around. So I'm like, I don't think that thing okay. works. And, and with that, that's another big thing. You have a villain called Paradox. We've, we've talked about this. Are these things he's doing paradoxes they they really aren't he's going back he might be but you're not dealing with that but what then you're doing is using the big moment that you had all along of him going back i'm gonna erase barry from time i'm gonna kill every barry at every important point to only say it doesn't matter it didn't make a difference. And what it ends up. Uh, it really up- kind of feels like Joshua Williamson is playing with Avengers Endgame time travel. Or we're going to go back and change things, but it won't matter to our present time. And, and so when you do that, you have to reference that of what is. But what he ends up doing then, his his name is Paradox. He has built his character to be this thing that creates this timeline. But you're already showing that the timeline seems to heal itself anyway. It doesn't have any repercussions. That then leads Paradox to say well since i can't get rid of them and even says i i could erase all the berries of all time but he'll still be a hero because the people love him how does that make sense but well, it's, it's a weird thing too where we talk about i guess it's because it was year one when he was so that that we do have a pinpoint of when this happened so when they do go back to, to you know t- kill paradox before he became paradox we do have a Barry who would have been around just beginning because I'm thinking as far as we going back, we went back to Crisis of Infinite Earths and killing that, but what in front of you know the anti monitor and yeah, they're all over the place. So I'm like, okay, we've cut all these, but this is still the year one aspect. So this is not this should still be here. But everything in my mind that we've dealt with, we can't go back to the presence because like even though we can go to the 25th century, but from what has happened, timeline has been thrown all over. Like we saw, Barry was thrown out of the 25th century because it's no longer there. Till we need to go there, this issue, but we should not be able to go back to the present because everything has been yeah, erased and or that's, changed. And it's so what I really, really wish, and I know it's it's a big thing that maybe not allowed to play with. Who knows what the deal is? But I, I would have liked the idea that paradox keeps going back. Okay, you know all these crises. Barry's dead. Wait a minute. Well, what's going on? He's not disappearing. Okay, he's dead. He's a, and then he hits that flashpoint and realizes that time has been screwed up and the timeline was changed and that now. He can get to the actual Barry that would end up stopping everything. And that's when you end up having the reverse flash and Barry save the day. So that doesn't happen because and then Pandora comes yeah, out and then she gets killed. She's right there. And then there. Dr. Manhattan. But I wish that there would have been something like that. How because- funny would it be? For a panel where it just goes back to the New 52 Flash number one where Pandora's in the background as Barry just dies. Just there as he dies. <laughs> I just would love to have seen that he is confused because to a paradox somehow if you explain it or even say he's uh, out of time. That whole deal where the Flashpoint, pre-Flashpoint, all that – that doesn't matter to him because it's all seems to be all jumbled around anyway. Plus, he's not a guy who would know a lot of things. So he sees a Barry, he goes and kills him. We see big moments in this issue of Barry's past where he ends up getting killed and Paradox would be infuriated. Why is this not changing everything? Then he thinks, well, it must be because people love him or whatever, but end up having playing with that whole flashpoint, play with that whole redo and everything started anew to then get to, Par- oh my God, like I've been doing things that were already changed they don't affect the timeline here because 
they were already gone. And I think that you would have had a bigger deal and you could have had some really big moments. You could have played with that whole Flashpoint idea, especially with during a team up with Flash and Reverse Flash. That one of their biggest things that happened and why Barry did it all that with Reverse Flash actually saves the day at the end. Because if Reverse Flash wouldn't have killed Barry's mom, he never would have created a Flashpoint and everything would have been done. But because you had that there, they end up being able to save the day with something that was awful for Barry. I think it would have played out so well. And instead, though, you're just willy-nilly killing Barrys that don't make any sense. Then to get to the next level, well, I guess I got a new idea here. I'm Paradox. I'm a big thinker. I think I'll kill people that love Barry. We're only getting the same things over and over. And again, there you have Paradox kill himself to create the ultimate paradox, which now... That's how I'm going to kill everybody by killing all of time, by killing myself before I became paradox. Now I'm starting to wonder, what the hell is your endgame here? (laughs) I mean, really, when you have the idea that it starts off, I want to get rid of Barry. Oh, Barry the hero. Oh, Barry. When you ended up having him at first seem like... paradox. at, At first, it seemed like he wanted to get his family back. We don't think that's happening now. Then he no, ends up seeing... He's ugly. The, the next thing that it seemed was he ended up not liking that Barry came back because he was better. But, like, these things start changing. Now, it seems like he just wants to destroy all of time. And That's the thing is, Barry, he's like, Barry Allen, you keep changing things up, creating all these paradox that ripple to change me in this goddamn time limbo that I was stuck in. It made me ugly. And I'm thinking to myself, like, we even talked about when we first started this whole thing. I'm like, yeah, Barry's done some stuff, but for the most part, he's learned from it. It's reverse Flash who keeps doing all these things, going back and changing timelines left and right. And do that, where maybe you could have had a thing again. Go with the I, I would love that the whole you know kind of speed bump of the Flashpoint Paradox deal maybe this would have been better served that he's trying to get rid of Reverse Flash but Barry realizes in a kind of a, a you know a reverse deal of the thing where if Reverse Flash dies then a lot of things that happen will not happen and that will screw up the timeline and his life things like that so he had to go and team up to save Reverse Flash that would be good too this is just Paradox screaming every time that we see him that he's going to do this then he's going to change it he's going to kill everybody he's going to race I never get a concept of the character itself and where no. we've come from the beginning till now of a progression he just seems crazy but not in a way that seems to be set up this isn't the joker who's just you know hey i'm i'm wacky it seems like paradox has a plan it just changes constantly and doesn't make sense does he have a plan? I, I think don't he just know. has Godspeed going back on a cosmic trip. I want to kill some berries. <laughs> well, that was his plan to power up. And then he decides, oh, my God, you know, since you were going to try to kill myself, I'm going to go and kill myself to get a paradox that's the biggest one and all that. And now you're you're almost just sitting there not trying. It, it makes it seem like if you're not going to try, then then why are you doing this? Because this whole idea, it's gotten so convoluted with everything that has gone on. Yeah, I don't care. But with the whole deal where we were talking talking about the thing changing uh at the one point you end up where it is revealed that reverse flash thinks that the way to stop this would be to kill paradox before he becomes paradox and you end up having reverse flash reveal hey i know what you did i died whatever you reverse the the dialogue where all of a sudden barry's what what so i can die again what i shouldn't have brought you here i gotta pull you this then they just start fighting and it just keeps going back and forth with 
no, that's supposed to be Barry talking. And, yeah. and then you even have reverse flash at one point. I'd never kill. And Barry says, but you killed me. I guess my life was worth less to you. Uh, it, it's just so wacky. What is going on? And I don't know who to blame, but it, it's bad. And so, look at it again. I wanted to think it was an art problem. The letter had to go and try to work, yeah. with, even though it doesn't work. But I'm thinking it might just be a lettering problem because Maybe. I don't know where you'd put a lot of the word balloons for what you're doing. Because where, where the action is set up, you think that's where the, like, the dialogue would come from. But a lot of times it doesn't work, like with the spitting hands. But yeah. no, no, that, that's, that's Barry. Yeah, that's right Barry. There. That's <laughs> Barry. And so something's wrong. And also, that's an editorial thing. I mean, really, the people who are supposed to be checking this stuff, they're the people who really have the problem where they should have seen this and done something about it. But you just end with Paradox killing himself, which is the ultimate. doesn't even know the difference. Yeah, yeah, I know. At the ultimate, you know, Paradox, which no, but you end up having all this. And I'm going to go back and I'm, Big Daddy Paradox I'm going to kill now. everything. Now I'm just going to erase the timeline and destroy it almost as if, again, this ends up being a different story each time we read an issue at one point it's very personal then the next thing it's about the timeline then the next thing it's about the speed force then it's the reverse everything is issue, something. there's something about it that doesn't that's make sense. what i'm saying every time there's something that doesn't jive with the rest and i'm just left like what is going on and at the end i've never you know and well i can't say never but this is the most disjointed story that we've had in a while with what's going on because i think that he is running into problems with this time travel that he is going willy-nilly with. I still wanted Paradox to be that Stanley's just imagined universe cool. like crisis. Yeah, that would have been cool. And yeah, so there you go. But what would you give this? I would end up giving this a five out of ten I because really it's uh I like the art a lot. The idea of a flash reverse flash team up is cool. And even if you want to give something to that lightning rod, like something some designate its power, what it's used for, whatever, but even if that's cool, the idea that we have here, it's not that cool that we're using. And even I don't understand what to hit harnesses the speed force and destructive. Like, how come we've never seen that? What the, what is this? And why wouldn't it be the negative speed force? And what are we dealing with and all this stuff? And why is this the only thing that can kill paradox? And it doesn't matter now because now it's more powerful and it doesn't and he matter. Broke but the it. Art's good. He broke it in half, good. so it's gone. It doesn't matter. Yeah, the art's good. There's that snafu. But yeah, I'd go five out of ten. Oh yeah. I'm telling you, that's the thing. Is I like the art, but there is a huge snafu we're just talking about. I'd say it's the art. I mean the letter. I, I, yeah. Because you look, it does look like they have their right things going for the most part, but you do have Except for one that getting that punch in the face it should be the yeah, opposite of my i think everybody <laughs> fucked up I, I don't know but yeah i i just i had issues with it i'll give it a five out of ten as I want well paradox to end because i want to move on to something different that seems more coherent something different mind. does seem to be looking into reverse flash <laughs> that we zoom so we'll see if that goes when he points that out to me that oh, is zoom, yeah. that is the whole idea of yeah i'll get to that later well, Hunter Zalman. Yeah, Hunter Zalman. We'll, yeah. we'll see if that's the case that he does get to it because a lot of times Barry just gives up on things and goes. It's to one the of next these deal. weird things, though, that I am sick of Reverse Flash at this point for how much we've dealt I'm with just in the series of so everything far. Everything that we get, I, I want to get a story first off where Barry seems to be on top you of want things. Some more blood work. No, I know and it. I was going to mention blood work earlier. I think that's the last time we actually saw him do anything that that made sense. You know, uh, checking into the scene, <laughs> doing some homework, checking. I didn't like blood work, but at least Barry was doing some things that made sense to figure stuff out. He has been just running 
I don't know. He's been drifting everybody. Everybody else like leading the way. He keeps using the speed force a little too much for what we saw before where he couldn't do well, that. Well, again, that's all shoved aside. Going through Must time. Must be all that forever force, and, and then, baby. Uh, no, they'll end up, well, Reverse Flash <laughs> is kind of helping him here. And they, but he is. There's no. What is the ramification? And this is what we talked Flash. about before, though. The idea from before that you end up showing these big things. And then once the story's over. You end up just saying, yeah. I don't need to reference that because pretty much jumping through time like this, it seems like it would put a strain on you when you weren't supposed to overdo it. So, you know, what is going on with that? I'm glad you brought that up because I have no idea what is going on in this whole story with Barry. But I know that he's mopey. I know that he can't figure things out himself. And him and Iris will never be together except in that 100th issue. You will end up having Iris and Barry kiss and say, you know what? We'll be together forever. I love and your baby. Just, yeah, that's all it'll be. It'll be just fan service nonsense. I, I just want to get rid of this whole deal i want somebody with a fresh take something that no, no, is good that'll be the the hundredth issue where they come together barry's and iris are supposed to go on a date and usually the whole idea is that barry's like everything and iris says barry i'm like oh, oh no we're gonna have kids that would be good actually that'd be a cool line but i'd wonder when they'd have the time to do that then you'd see though it was <laughs> that's alive. what you see then this it was during this whole thing where he was going back in time and stuff and doing nonsense that's what ended up happening it's his own paradox but here we go at the last issue of the night another flash issue flash rebirth number five that is an issue called mother Classics. may i written by jeff no, john Pencils and inks by Ethan Manskyver, colors by Miller, and letters by Rob Lee. The issue is all about family, powers, and costumes, Eric. Knowing what we know now, this penultimate issue doesn't hit as hard as it once would have. But seeing Barry's world fall apart again, just as it seemed like things were coming together, is still huge. And you get to witness the beginnings of what will cause Barry to create the Flash Point to boot. I was having a good enough time reading it, but by the end, shit got real, Eric. And this is my favorite (laughs) issue of the mini so far. And uh, I'll tell you, uh, at at a point, I'm like, okay, this is the standard penultimate issue. I'm liking the stuff showing his mom. You know, we we even got some of these things that were even big in the Flashpoint Paradox movie somewhat. Some of the things she's saying, it's classic stuff with his mom teaching him the right thing, trying to do. I thought she was going to get hit by a car when you're you're changing the tires (laughs) and stuff. And so as that's going on, I'm having a nice enough time. But again, you, you're showing Barry in the lab and he, hey, he always shows up late, but he stays late. He's got flex time, all that stuff. Well, that's the thing is we got to reiterate a lot of the stuff that we're doing here for that big moment, though, where we have all of the Flash family come together to take on Ian Barthon, which is it's amazing, awesome. especially when we have, you know, Wally West accessing the Speed Force to like, you know, everybody's torn apart in their costumes, stuff like that. They're falling apart. So he accesses Speed Force to show Barry the whole idea of like, this is what we can do now. And not only that, but we have, you know, Liberty Bell becoming Jesse Quick. We have Irie West taking on the, the taking the power from Jay, so she is the one. She's the conduit to the Speed Force solely, and becomes the new impulse. I'm like, it's awesome. We have a lot of big things here on top of the idea for the piece de resistance, where Barry finds out that Eobard is the one who's been messing his life up forever at this point and and you know it's funny because again this would be a lot bigger if this was new and we're like oh my god oh it's huge but just reading it now knowing the whole deal i actually think i had a 
big enough thing in my mind because I, oh man, oh, he didn't know. And it was big where he finds out. And I love the progression where Reverse Flash pretty much shows, listen, and it's almost like, yeah, I was kind of testing things out when I pushed you down the stairs. And then I did this, you know, all these things where you're just sitting there like, okay, he was testing to see what happens. And then just to lead to it, getting bigger and bigger then kill his mom. And when Barry finds this out, I mean, it's humongous. And I still ended up because of the idea that I'm having such a great time with Liberty Bell. I read all these things going on that are so cool. And then for Reverse Flash at the one point to just laugh it off and and even say to them at one point about Wally and all that, you know, really, you think you're going to impress me by changing costumes? I mean, that's ridiculous. And I thought that that play was so good where you thought, oh, my God, this is it. Why are we going to have another issue here? Because it seems like they're all together. They're ready to go. They got all the team. And for him to just laugh it off and then just say, you, you think that it's all about just now and all that? I have been messing with you since the day you were born, and you can't stop me. And I, I used to push you down the stairs as a kid, and I used to say, you just got Zoom. I just sat there to myself, and I'm like, that's what happened to me. My dad was always mad at me. I fell down the stairs. It was Zoom. I got Zoom. It was just, I was a klutz. But yeah. I, I like the, I imagine this whole thing where Barry just keeps getting hit from behind, falling downstairs, breaking arms. His parents are arrested oh, for arrested, child abuse because yeah. I fell down the stairs. I'm telling you, you end up having him Reverse Flash goes, grabs him by the back real quick and shoves him into the doorknob. And like, I fell into <laughs> the doorknob. Yeah, we heard that before, kid. Yeah. But yeah, I, I... It's okay. You can tell us what really happened. Up until this issue where we talked about it, and you even had to remind me of the idea. Listen, we're seeing a lot of this stuff because it's new at this point. You know, the whole yeah. mother thing, father getting arrested, all that. And when you go and you see him in the lab... Even the negative speed yeah, force. all that. But... Even then, I'm like, well, it it stinks because it doesn't feel as fresh, obviously, because I know all this now. now. But the stuff that we get here with the whole I don't drink coffee and hey, what's that guy working on? I really liked for some reason the way it played out in this issue, the progression of it to lead to him finding out Reverse Flash was the one that killed his mom. It's so good because you you fall in love with his mom again for the first time right here when she's fixing the car, all that. So when you're doing that, they they love the shit out of her. (laughs) I mean, every day. But I I really liked it. Then you have that deal where, again, this is the Jeff Johns that's the brilliant Jeff Johns in my mind because he he knows it's not just, oh, I'm going to have fan service to show all the flashes. They're running around. They're coming together. It's all about the Flash family. Then when you put Irie on top with, I have to save Jay by, you know, taking it all in because we can't handle it. We have that whole deal of the, you know, we're going twins to get it. We're fight- we have the speed force, but it's we're fighting with back and forth with each other. And it's going to kill us both if we don't do it. So she goes and becomes the speed force conduit that she is, takes it from Jay and just becomes the pure speedster in this whole For sibling the love group right of now. her family. It's such a good thing oh, to I'm set this you, family stuff up to only, show that the big thing was reverse flash we have, family. we have the Flash rebirth, the idea that we're bringing Barry back to life. You have to reacclimate him, and we're going to not only bring him back to life, 
bring like you know go deep dive into the mythology of the speed force the negative speed force eobard thawne and even barry's origin but while we're doing all this stuff that should be its own mini series in my mind we are setting up future stuff for future flash books with the other flash family where like i said making liberty yep. bell jesse and into jesse, jesse quick where she embraces the speed force like her father did and then we have Irie becoming impulse and we have the entire flash family and like new and improved new costumes going forward I'm like yes this is a reset that we're dealing with now more than just barry allen it actually really feels big it here. feels huge and just it, it the moments are the Irie moment is so good where she is desperate to save her brother and just pretty much i'll accept it all whatever it takes now the funny thing is you so, throw that thing in hey we're twins we're fighting against this i really like that and the idea that she takes that i did again joshua williamson tried to play that game at the beginning of rebirth where you had speedsters run next to each other and they'd end up siphoning things off that was the whole godspeed thing that got pushed aside and never mentioned again as you go so that kind of like oh that's where you kind of got that concept i guess but instead of it being something that kills people and makes a villain you have it here as a loving thing from a sister a, a character that you love that then becomes to go off be the new impulse i even Jessie like Quinn. the idea where you know when when i takes on all the power and she might be dead at this point when liberty bell shows up and does the a speed force equation that her father taught her to freaking you know activate her pretty much I'm like that is just a really cool touch to bring her in with the rest of the group and before i kind of thought of the speed force equation i was like come on now but then no, when no, that it's a very happens silly concept, no when that happens endearing. though when that <laughs> happens there then i'm like i love it i'm I'm glad you set that up so that you can do that and do that. And it's also, again, like from the her idea father. back in the day where Jesse, like Johnny Quick back in the day, there was no speed force at this whole point. So his speed yeah. was derived from the idea of a speed of a, equation, equation that he would recite. So, like, and the idea he would find out later on that he was actually accessing the speed force, which he thought was nonsense. But this is the whole thing where this is how she activates her powers. And I like that a lot that we are I love it too. On. And just with that, again, like I said, it's a thing that her father. Was coming back her. from the last issue, but come to like the thing where she had become Liberty Bell. She was more she was closer to her mother at this point, taking on her persona. But she felt like she was betraying her father. So now that she is using the Speed Force, becomes Jesse Quick, and takes on a whole new persona for this whole thing. I'm like, okay, we're going full circle for what we set up with Johnny Quick, you know, in the Speed Force, trying to warn his daughter of things to come. Like this is really and good. and you have everything set up that everybody is relying on family. The Flash family now are together to fight Reverse Flash, only to find out that. The big thing that ruined Barry's life and his family was Reverse Flash himself doing that. And it just is a kick to the face. It really is. You end up seeing that like, oh, crap. And again, we know what was going to happen. I didn't know exactly when in the story that he'd find out, but we find out. And I like that progression of, yeah, I pushed down the stairs. Oh, that electrical fire. Oh, yeah. Oh, by the way, I killed your mother. And it's so Mama. crazy with the whole deal. And then you throw in with we're going to do the same thing that Joshua Williamson is trying to do with Paradox with the idea, I'm going to kill everybody who ever loved Barry, even though two seconds later, he's going to just destroy the whole timeline. But you have it here with, oh, your lightning rod. You, you love that lightning rod, don't you? I'm going to get rid of that. We're going to get rid of that. And I'm going to go back in time because look what I did before. And then you see Iris like, yeah, I'd like to get the bow ties. You're like, you're going to die. I was so upset. I'm like, oh my God. And it really sets up the way this progression goes of me thinking that reverse flash could not 
defeat the flash i mean you have them all there they're all there they're in sync they have these new uniforms on they're gonna and he laughs it off just to go to say i'm just gonna ruin everything you you guys are nonsense and even the idea that all of these things you know eobard is pretty much just done changing the timeline the ripple effect of what we're dealing with and this is the reason that barry was a sad sack coming back because he is feeling the effects of his life being altered in front of him thinking he doesn't deserve to be here he shouldn't be back being from the dead when it is eobard just actually you know screwing Messing with, with him, him throughout time yeah he's he's there to you know dig into him at certain times to just make him feel sad and not connected all these things so good and it makes it very personal but also in my mind when you end up as long as i kill iris everything will be all right as reverse that flash is such goes a great off. turnaround and it makes it so you didn't have to say that he's going to destroy the timeline you didn't have to have him kill all the berries in the past right there that's one of the most badass reverse flashes you're going to get and you are scared for what's going to happen because he is a badass that doesn't care and but there are some things that haven't changed in this new life of yours. What was it you kept chain, uh, chanting to yourself? As long as I remember Iris, I'll be all right. I'm going to take her from you in every way, Barry. Before you two ever married, before you even dated, she's going to die, and you're going to forget about her. And just the idea that he's running, as long as I kill Iris, everything is going to be all right. It's I'm crazy. like, oh, it's so it's dark so and crazy. It's so awesome. And even the idea that you have reverse flashes, like – what was that you kept muttering to yourself? Like, he's even there to hear what he's muttering to himself. <laughs> he's so bad that how are you going to defeat somebody who has such a control of things that can go? And like you said, even when we we're talking about that issue of Joshua Williamson, he's the one who's going and screwing up things and all that. But how do you defeat a guy who can just go back and change it's it's so big because apparently as we find on this one with the negative speed force you can go back and change the speed force you create flashpoints and problems like that but the negative speed force apparently everything's golden and it's crazy and he's just gonna go back and do that and at that at this point when you're done you're like well what are they gonna do because they couldn't even stop him with everybody there we'll have to see but it's so good and the art's really good i like that all and you have your little moments with all the speedsters as well you know little things to get them together and stuff like that Jay throwing his helmet and making a sonic boom sound out of it. It's great. And even when, and I love the idea that they're attacking Reverse Flash and they end up the helmet. And this is where you end up like Reverse Flash seemingly at this point, he can take care of it. You know, Max Mercury, all these. And then all of a sudden, you know what you need? Girl power. And then you're like, all right, again. And and then quick and impulse. When you have impulse, Irie, and she picks up. Here you go, Mr. Garrick. I'm like, oh, she's so cute. <laughs> Look at her. She's so nice. Sure, I'm missing a Flash oh, it was family. So great. Uh, uh, yeah. And, and that- sadly, I'm telling you, kid, you know, Kid Flash and Avery aren't cutting it for me as much as all these other characters all together like this. Look at that that spread page of like, looks like he gave us our second win, and I like the new suits. And then while you're like, hey, I'll have to teach you this trick, and you have them all just running together. It's so so good, so good. And I, I just wish we'd get more of that, and maybe we will eventually. There was the rumor that we we're going to get a Flash family book eventually. Maybe we will. We'll have to Hopefully. see. I hope so too, and I. Hope it's good, but uh, what would you give this? I'd end up giving this an 8.5 out of 10 because while I do love all the little nods and little heartfelt moments, especially the art, the art's great. There is stuff like with the flashbacks that you enjoyed with Barry, you know, like we have to do some recap. I'm like, ah, we don't really need this, especially for the end. Actually, the idea of the fight went on a little bit too long, even though it looks amazing. It's just it doesn't matter in the long run for what we're dealing with, where we are changing the status quo of a lot of characters to move forward while revealing the bot, like dropping a bombshell on Barry Allen, which is the heart of this book, Mike. So a lot of that stuff not needed. 
complicated, but it's still great all around. Yeah, I'm going to go 8-8. Eight, eight. I'm a little bit, because I, I did like kind of the reminders and how it's yeah. set up, because I think it was well done. The, you know, I, what's he always, you know, working on to set up that if he does have something, he will go overboard and try to figure it out and stay late, which sets up, you know, a lot of things going forward, things like that. So I did enjoy it. Yeah, I'm going to give it an 8-8, eight, eight, but that's it. What is your book of the week, Eric? My book of the week is Suicide Squad number five. That is mine as well. That would be it, Eric. One of these days, we'll be able to have a book of the week that we talked about on the main podcast. Yeah, we'll be sassy if we did that. Yeah, well, they keep (laughs) picking the good ones. And with limited picks, that's kind of the luck of the draw at some points as well. But maybe next week will be that time, Eric, because we have a bunch. I know one. uh, One book is definitely going to be on the Patreon spotlight because I'm going to mention all these and two will be picked by the badasses of the Get Fresh Group. Be boom, be boom. to put on our Patreon only spotlight. We have Action Comics number one thousand and twenty-two. Eric, you remember you'd have that. Right? I know. Yeah, I have. I have. <laughs> I think, including Marvel and digital, I have. Se- you still do Marvel? Yeah. I have, I oh. think, 17 reviews next week. So I don't think I'm going to get them all done. So, And that's not even a joke because I think I have six or seven just digital. And the deceased thing is coming out as well. So we have Batman Superman number nine. We'll see what's going on with Atomic Skull if, in fact... That's what that story's about because I've seen weird <laughs> and different type of things about it. We have Birds of Prey number one, and that will Black I, Label. Should, should we just start recording it after this for the Patreon spotlight? Because I can't see that that will not be on. It's a Black Label book. This is the, I believe, Nicholas Scott and Brian Azzarello hundred page deal that was once a ongoing series that was changed to a mini series that was changed to a one shot, and this yes. is the one shot we. Have of Catwoman 22, where you have a kind of an interlude type deal here uh, with a story that I, I hope's good. We're, we're going off of Joelle Jones. She's done. We have a one shot, I believe in this, by a writer that will not be on after this one. We're getting all this VRAM or Ram V is going to be the Ram actual video. deal later. I, I'm trying desperately to find the guy's name here. So, oh, actually, it, it is a lady. I am sorry huh. there. It is Paula Seven Bergen is doing the okay. story with Aneke art. I do like the art. I haven't read the story. The art fits really well in with what we got during the Joel Jones deal. So I, I think that that is a pretty cool deal, right? Pretty cool way to keep your pants oh on, Eric. And I did all that. Now I got to get back to the deal. Hey, Catwoman 80th anniversary, 100 page special, which I do want to let everybody know. Certainly has a Innocenti story in there, Eric. I can't God. wait. But we also have a Tom King 200-page books coming out. Here, Here's the deal. And I know that we throw a lot of shade and things like that. I just want to let everybody know, if you're a Tom King fan and you are waiting for that Bat-Cat book, you might be well served to get this Catwoman 80th that ends up having a Bat-Cat story in that I think that his fans will love. Yeah, we'll see if we do, Eric. But uh, that is a little PSA. That that would be uh, well served to go get that. Detective Comics number one thousand and twenty-two. Dakota Two Face, like Eric. This book does both heads and tails. That's I, I right. ended up thinking when we got these review cards. What the hell were we talking about? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, Two-Face. And I, I looked at it. Actually, I did. I, I could not remember if that story ended yet. And I'm like, nope, it did not. We have Justice League Dark number 22. 
cool deal. We have Shazam number 12, which is a really odd deal because it is a one shot <laughs> by it's, <an> interlude. <laughs> it's where it's a one shot by the guy who will eventually be the writer of the book after the next issue ends with Jeff John. So it's a weird deal. I'm telling you, we are deep into the end of the Monster Society of Evil thing. Everything we've built up to for, I want to say a year because it's 12 issues, but it's been way longer than a year with all of the delays. And now at the issue number 12, the pinnacle of what we thought we were coming to, Here's an interlude yeah. that takes place before Shazam number one. And guess what, everybody? <laughs> Batman's guest yeah, starring. And it, like, it's Jeff Loveness, right? Shit. Is who's yeah. right. And then you end up finishing Jeff John's story next month, maybe, <laughs> with his maybe. 13. And then 14, Jeff Loveness comes back to start his run. It's the weirdest thing that – it's so odd. But so Loveness or Loveless? I think it's Loveless. I, I, maybe it is Loveless. I, I don't want to live <laughs> in a world without love, Eric, is why I say that. Wonder why Woman, do you live in? Well, that's – I don't know. Wonder Woman number 756 is the other. So pretty much you want to hear us talk about Catwoman 80th anniversary and Birds of Prey number one, which, boy, 200-page issues in the spotlight. But I would say that that's what we're going to get. Maybe. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll throw a little caveat, Eric. If they pick one of those two, they're going to have to decide which of the two with that 100-page nonsense. That might have to happen. But maybe. we'll see how that goes. Also, I will tell people right away that uh, in June, we will have a annuals week. We'll end up having a fifth Tuesday because of the idea of the books from DC coming out Tuesday. So the last week of the month, we will have a Patreon only episode, the full episode. We that's what we do when we end up having those sure deal do. and everybody yells at me, tells me it's pretty low and all that. And I, st- low, I start doing all my limbo and all that. But yeah, just to let everybody know. But other than that, uh, that's it. That's it. Thanks, everybody, for listening, uh, getting involved, all that. Mark with his Batman Beyond and all that. Eric, what do we say at the end of the podcast? Everybody have a great week. Keep it weird. And we'll see you in seven. Sassy.